For real, though. Uh, okay. Because, <laughs> listen, we, we're covering a lot today. We can't just do this bit forever. <laughs> we could do it for the first 30 seconds. No, you're actually right. Know. Ashley, please please continue. I won't interrupt. Welcome, everyone, to the reprise. Welcome, nerd. welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I let it go. I know okay. you would, Molly. Listen, I knew exactly what was going to happen when Luke said that. Yeah, I can feel the pregnant pause. I knew you knew. Uh, I'm uh, Ashley Lee Minor, uh, and I'm joined by your friend and mine, Molly. Hi, it's me, Molly. Uh, we got Luke with us. Hello. Luke, hello. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> uh, and before we uh, go off in our semi-truck of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> J- jail off to London. We we are gonna record a, one last episode of this little bit. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll uh we'll talk about the shit we did next time. Um. Just because we have uh quite a lot to cover today. Um. This might be like our usual length of episode for once. <laughs> uh. For, yeah. For uh, a totally spies episode. Uh. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I and feel like I mean these episodes have been pretty average. I'd say they've been averaging probably about like an hour and fifteen. Yeah, hour fifteen, hour thirty. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I'm it's, it's shorter. We, we, it's shorter than what we used to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we got used to doing movies and like with movies yeah. we have to like really make it quick, and so now we are like a bit quicker about it. Yes. Which is probably good. Probably. Ah, yes. Um, anyway, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I posted it on the Twitter earlier this week, or I guess last week now, because I forgot we'd stagger these a week out now. Um, but we have Over the Garden Wall coming up next. I don't think we're taking a break next week. I think we're just going to get straight to it. I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're going to watch, and it is a 10-episode series, Ashley? Yes. Okay, so uh, bear with us. We're going to cover five of these at a time. <laughs> um, because they're very short. 
Yes. I think they average 11 minutes each or something like that. Yes. Um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bust right through it. Um, and Mm then, like, I, I, um, I'll just, I'll wait for the next thing just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just two weeks. (laughs) Fine. Yeah. Uh, we got plans, though. Don't worry. Yeah, we got, we got a couple plans. I think we have the next, like, two years planned out. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We watched both Once Upon a Time and Fallout um, yes. of the Prisoner, the these two part series finale, um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna fucking talk about that. Um, so um, to open up, does anybody do we want to say anything before we begin this journey? Anybody? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm curious. Maybe like we'll get into it deeper as we go. I'm just sort of curious. First impressions about the entire finale. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it, but also the more I think about it, the more I'm like, eh. Sure. Uh, I did just watch it today, uh, mm-hmm. when we were recording this, but I liked it a lot. All right, yeah, I figured I would have you in my corner for this, Ashley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought clear, Molly would be harder to come around. To be clear, I don't hate it. I didn't sure. think it was bad. I'm just, uh, I just did not think it was, uh, super strong. That's fair. That's fair. Um, anyway, um, what I will say, this first half is super strong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once upon a time, we bring back, um, our beloved dearest number two, Leo McKern. Yes. I told Um, you all way back. They're like, ah, yeah, for some reason he's like the default number two, I think. (laughs) This is why. Um, but we see um, the butler bring they, in. There yes, was actually. a few bits where I was like, "Oh, Luke definitely was like tittering to himself when we got, we said that on the podcast." <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, we we open up. The butler's bringing in some food, breakfast for uh, number two, as usual. Uh, no, he's um, bringing in breakfast for Rover. <laughs> could you yes. let me finish a sentence? <laughs> no. I'm excited. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. I'll shut up. getting there. Um, yeah, so, um, yes, Rover is just chilling out in the number two chair. We see as it spins around. Um, and then number two comes in on an elevator? He comes in the, on one of the little rising platforms that a chair would normally be in. Yeah. Um, and uh, number two is back, and number two is pissed. He's so grumpy. Um, he's so mad. Rover's in his chair breakfast sucks he wants it removed get it out of here i hate this shit yeah i just Um, the image of rover sitting in the little circle chair is such a strong way to start this episode it's it really throws you it's so funny (laughs) yeah well it's just a funny image in general and also just the like oh fuck right it's been a circle chair this whole time rover's always just fit right in there like a golf ball (laughs) of course he's he's just having a good little time I do appreciate that Rover is just, like, constantly, like, jiggling when in there. Yeah. I, um, I forced Chelsea to watch some of both of these episodes. Oh, you must. Yeah. Uh, her reaction to this was that Rover is just vibing. He's literally vibrating. (laughs) He's literally vibing! Um, Uh, Rover must be made of jello, because jam don't shake like that. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Come on. Um, so, number two 
That's uh, the one on the joke phone. I was like, ooh, gotta like stick this in the back pocket for later. <laughs> like that went down in the old moleskin to pull out later. Yeah. Number two is pissed off. He calls his superiors. He's like, you brought me back here, and you don't want me to do the things that are necessary to get him on our side. Okay, fine. Uh, and you then he are goes not and he ready watches. for the acting choices I'm about to make. <laughs> God, I like um, this number we two. See, we see the same um, stock footage of Six that we did when he was not in the episode. Yeah. Um. And he looks at the screen, and he just keeps saying, why do you care? Uh, and take it easy and all this stuff. Um, and then he picks up the phone and dials Six, and he says, why do you care? Uh, and Six just says, you'll never know, and then hangs up. Because <laughs> he's the world's biggest asshole. Yeah. He rules in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like it starts with like a bit of like a clip show almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's like number two fumbling like it's like in the first episode when they were going through all of number six's like personal photos and stuff and like talking about his like whole life. Except now it's clips of the prisoner. Yeah. Yes. Um. Oh, was that before the episode started? Uh, no, it's coming up shortly. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, but Six is out there. He's just torturing people in the village. And yes, they are watching the footage, the clip show footage of Six. Yeah. Um, about all the stuff he did, stomping, calling witnesses, calling a character witness. <laughs> uh, and then number two makes a call and just says, degree, absolute, I need approval. Um, yeah. It, it's a weird scene because they cut it almost as if he's talking to the clips of Patrick McGowan. Yes. Because like he'll say something on the phone, cut to a clip, and then the clip wasn't really a response to him, but he kind of almost talks like it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and two is talking to somebody on the phone, and they clearly like don't like the idea of him doing whatever degree absolute is. Yeah. Uh, and he explains like, "Listen, I'm good. I'm a good man. I was a good man. But if you get him, he will be better than I was, and there's no other way. Like this yeah, is he- the only way we can make this happen." Yeah, like, he is basically like, listen, you're trading up here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I do this right, then, like, this is it. This is the win. Right. Uh, I'll die, but six will belong to you, and you'll get whatever you want. Yes. Uh, Um, And they agree, but they only give him one week of degree absolute. Yes, and he says that's not long enough. You don't want to damage him. Like, I'm going to have to do too much in too short a time. And he says, all right, fine, I'll do it tonight. Let's go. Uh, and so um, two enters the supervisor room uh, where the guy's on the teeter-totter uh, chilling out. And yeah. he walks in. He says, all right, everybody's fired. We're doing degree absolute instead <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> everybody get the fuck out. And everybody's like, ooh, vacation. Yeah. Mm. There's, like, one lady who's full-on smiling as she leaves. It's very good. <laughs> I also really appreciate, because, like, in the previous uh, episode with number two in this, mm-hmm. with, like, this number two, yeah, uh, he is, like, so, like, jovial and, like, laid back. And, like, there is that air of menace, but he is, like, yeah. hidden it underneath, like, all of this, like, good, like, nature. Right. And in this one, just from the jump, he is, like, Barrr! It's very yeah. similar to the milk pervert guy. 
who's like yes. just so smug and friendly in the general, and then he's just a nervous wreck in A, B, and C. Oh, God, what a yeah. good set of apps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're doing some weird brain stuff to Six while he's sleeping, uh, as you know, as per usual. Yeah. Um, to prep him for Degree Absolute. And you know this is serious because the teeter-totter guys have stopped moving. <laughs> yes. In the <laughs> middle of the no room. There's no time for seesawing right now. That will come later. That will come later. Um, so they're doing some weird brain shit to him. Uh, and eventually, two leaves and goes to Six's place and is like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna do some shit." And then he goes to sleep at Six's place, or he sits down for a minute. I don't remember. Does he stay for the whole evening? Yeah, he does. Oh, stay for the whole. He starts evening. singing nursery rhymes. He starts singing nursery rhymes yes. in the angriest voice. I yeah, I was going to be very mad if you just skip past this Molly because it's <laughs> so good. Jack it's been a week since I watched it. To pitch a pan of water. <laughs> uh, listen, it's been a week since I watched this. No, don't. This, is, this part yeah. is considered non-essential to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the point at which Chelsea turned to me and said that she understands why, or she doesn't understand why people like this show. She understands why I like it because it's weird and stupid, but she doesn't get why it's generally liked. Because it's weird yep. and stupid. Because it's weird and stupid. <laughs> I um, cannot overstate how much I love how he says water. <laughs> water! God. God bless Leo McKern. I need to look up, was Leo McKern, like, in movies and shit? I would watch some Leo McKern movies. Uh, Leo McKern uh, is incredible in yes. this. He absolutely kills it. Um, so he wakes up the next morning, and he wakes up six... Uh, and he says, hey, Six, we're going for walkies. Uh, and that's how this one starts. And Six is a little baby boy now. Yeah. <laughs> you all talked so much back in Chimes about how he just wants Six to be a lifestyle sub. And he's finally getting what he always wanted. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly the same thing, but I, I get where he's you're coming the, from. Listen, he's into, it turns out he's into daddy stuff. We didn't know that at the time, but now we do. Jesus. I, I just like because like he says want to go walkies and number six is instantly just smiling ear to ear. He pops I up thought... like don't wake daddy and just has the weirdest most unnatural grin on his face. I thought it was gonna be a pet play thing. Yeah, but that is not what it ended up being. Right, walkies does I... sound more pet playish. Yes. Um. Anyway, they uh, descend. Underneath, it must be a British thing. It's because yeah. they're all fucking weird. <laughs> that is true. Um, they descend beneath uh, the number two control room. Yeah. Um, and they take a little um, walk down to um, a very um, armored room. Yeah, like a, a room encased it's in a like bunker. thick steel. Yeah, it's a bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bunker. Also, number six was given an ice cream cone for being a good boy. He was given an ice cream cone. <laughs> and he's just, he does not care what's going on around him. He just cares about this delicious frozen treat. I, yeah. While I was watching this, like, man, ice cream right now would be great. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they get you. He's, like, eating it the way uh, a little kid eats it very well. Like, he's, like, coming at it sideways in a weird way. Yeah. You know, 
Patrick McGoon is doing really great acting choices this entire episode. Yeah, this entire episode is, what if we had, like, two really good actors, and nothing they're doing makes any fucking sense, but they're such good actors that it's entertaining anyway? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, like, I feel like this would be, like, an avant-garde play somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this set that they use is definitely that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is at this moment that you know something different is about to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, number two puts on some weird wooden glasses that have little slits for eyes so they don't get fucked up by the by the lamp thing. Yeah, yeah they keep cutting to the, the light above, I guess it's to block them out. I did, I was always weirded out by those glasses when I've watched this show before. There's people wearing them in the first episode, and I think they might have just been a style of sunglasses that, like, existed back then. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we, we've talked about those sunglasses before. Like, people have just had them in the village. Alright, uh, well, maybe things are just really fucked up and they know it. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the other option, right? Is that those are wardens who have sure, but yes. Like, there's this entire like wood built like there's like a crib, there's a seesaw, there's a swing. Inside of the crib is the uh, and, and it's not like a crib that like off the ground. It's like more like yeah. a playpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, the butler who is has those glasses and is just shaking. Like a toy. <laughs> yeah, just like an old-fashioned rattle. <laughs> yes. Um, and it just really sets up the, like, oh, okay, this is just weird as shit. Yeah, this room looks like the fucking set of Our Town or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, two explains that, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, they're, what they're doing is like a deep dive into his childhood yeah, uh, to yes. try and figure out like what his fucking deal is. Right. Um, why? Why are you such an asshole? This is therapy. <laughs> right. They're gonna walk him I through mean, his entire life. This is like literally life. a therapeutic technique. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, like, they start by like he says like I'm your dad. Have I ever done anything that would like make you hate me? Uh, and he like doesn't really say anything to that. And they go over to a seesaw. And they start seesawing, but, like, the shot goes back and forth between them, and Six is just kind of babbling. Yeah. Uh, and Two is trying to prompt uh, things from him, but he doesn't really know how to talk at this point. Doesn't seem least, like not it. not coherently. Yeah, this episode, like, most of the dialogue is them just saying gibberish at each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, it's so good, and, like, one of the major things is... Uh, so, I guess at the beginning they've, like, reverted him back to five. Uh-huh. That kind of seems like, because, like, they're, like, chanting, like, five. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's what... I did not get that. Chelsea did. She understands the prisoner better than I do. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you said it, I get it. But, yeah, I did not put that together at the time. Because he seemed like... Well, because he's not... Five-year-olds have more mental capacity than this. Yeah, that's true. Because like, it does seem I like they're just, so. like, dialing in a radio or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. He's like but. a mishmash of every age between one and five. Yes, um, but, um, but a big part pretend. of this whole episode is that he doesn't say the number six ever. Yes, yes. Um, because even when they're fucking with his entire brain, he is a stubborn piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it seems like if he said six, that's like the breaking point. Yeah, it's like somehow him refusing him to, say to say six it. is the one piece of mental defense he has. Yes. It's it's the fucking um, safe in Inception that they have to crack open. Yes. And um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, this number two is not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No. He's better. Way better. I mean, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, God, imagine if Leo McKern was in Inception. Oh, man. Right? Mm-hmm. So, they do some weird school stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, who pretends to be uh like the uh like the principal of the school um and there's like a point where he's accusing six of like talking in class right six is like no i wasn't it wasn't me i wasn't doing that um and he says all right well then who was he's like he calls him a fool at one point and he says well six says well i'm a fool not a rat and then two turns around like motherfucking god damn it yeah uh and that is his like thing Right. Yeah. Like, what I gather from this whole episode is that number six has always been like this. Right, yeah. (laughs) He just knows the core, the core founding principle of his being is that snitches get stitches. Right. Yeah, this uh, scene is a... Snitching. uh, This scene's a backdoor pilot for Prisoner Junior, which took place in a school instead of a village. (laughs) Yes. Fuck. Speaking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt movies, uh, just him, uh, Patrick McGowan in Brick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say Looper. Fuck. I mean, that'd be good, too. <laughs> Listen, I just want Patrick McGowan in, like, I, I want to watch a bunch of Patrick McGowan shit now. God, if Patrick McGowan had the Bruce Willis part in Looper, fuck, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so... We have failed to mention that the butler has been here the whole time and is also playing, a, like, various parts in all of this. Yeah, he's kind of, like, doing... He's acting like a stagehand, basically. Yes. yes. Yes, extremely. There is, like, when he goes to get the school stuff, like... At first, he was, like, acting like a kid also on the playground. Right. Uh, yeah. And then he goes to get the school stuff, and it's in this, like, big wardrobe and for a second i thought he was just going to walk into the wardrobe and close it for me and i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah that i would really be thought like... we were on some narnia shit yeah. yeah uh but eventually yeah principal mckern tells him that he has to get uh six beatings with a cane <laughs> yep and uh number six just uh insists on getting 12 instead so he'll remember <sighs> and yeah, two is like, oh, you motherfucker. You absolute yeah. bitch. Um, but, like, they do a graduation scene where he's like, I'm so proud of how far you've come. Like, your obedience is absolute. Hey, why'd you resign, by the way? <laughs> just, a, just I have some questions. Why'd you resign? And he's like, what the? I'm graduating high school, sir. What? I love Patrick McGowan in the scene. He's just like, what? Huh? What? I don't know what the sir, fuck sir, you're I'm a talking teen? about. <laughs> I'm just a rebellious teen. <laughs> With my little straw I... hat. <laughs> I'm a Dixie boy. <laughs> I I do actually kind of understand why they do that now. Uh-huh. Just because, like, oh, obviously he's so, like, fucked up. Right. And it's, like, that information's still in there that, like, asking him at th- this point in time, like, can actually make sense. 
Yeah, and I think he yeah. was thinking that if he gives the graduation speech of, ah, yes, now you are housebroken, you're obedient. By the way, obey me, please. Yes. yes. That he would, yeah, like, get him to, like, act out the part correctly. Yeah, so they are, um, he, two gets pissed, like, runs up, uh, hands on his shirt, like, they are, uh, they are, like, yelling at each other face to face, screaming, um, and he, he's talking about how it's, like, it's a top secret, he can't tell him why he resigned, it's a state secret, um, all this other stuff. And then they just start um, screaming at each other. Yeah, they start screaming at each other, and then Six goes to try and kill two. Yeah. Um, starts doing starts doing punches and choking him out. Um, and the butler very calmly walks back to the wardrobe, pulls out like a baton, and then just bashes Six over the head to solve <laughs> this problem. Yeah. I the butler is extremely good in these two episodes. Yes, yes, yes he is. I think they, he's got like a big credit in the same one. I think it's Angelo Muscat is his name, and he's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so uh, they have the weird light thing in the room. They set six on the table. And they're like, "Well, fuck, we gotta start over again." Um, this <laughs> school didn't work, so we gotta try something else. Yeah. Uh, so they hook him up to the machine. Uh, what's the next thing they do? Uh, they like, like take him back to like preschool times real quick. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's on like a the only... hobby horse. Right. And they like try and get him to say six, and he will only say five. Yeah. Um. And he starts seeing like Pop goes the weasel. Uh, saying Pop over and over again. Um. Oh, and just... like Pop starts to turn into an acronym for protect other people. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I missed that part. Yeah. Power uh, positivity. It's, uh, they're again. They're just gibbering at each other the entire time. It's easy to miss details. They're just, yeah, it's just constant screaming. Yeah. Uh, screaming anyway. slash muttering in, like, no discernible pattern. Yes. Uh, anyway, now Six is, um, he's a champion boxer, or he's going to be, he's training, he's gonna be the champ. Yeah. Um, they have a thing where, like, he's, uh, training him. Uh, this is pretty it, long, I feel like. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, transition from the him on the hobby horse saying pop uh to uh number two like training him like it's like just number two going pop 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 and like kid number six going pop and then it like does a reverse shot to number two and he's like yeah pop me one pop me one yeah yeah um and then they're doing the boxing, and then he um, is, like, they're, in the corner of that uh, playpen. Yeah. yeah uh, like as if it's the, the corner of a boxing ring. Yeah, the that is their boxing ring, is this crib. <laughs> yeah, and then the butler is, like, fanning him off with his jacket, and he's like, okay, listen, you're the champ now, so tell me why you resigned, because you're the champ now. Uh, and Six just, like, turns and looks at him and is like, what the fuck are you on about, dude? <laughs> yeah. uh, and he, like, clenches his fist he's like what if i just hit you again what about that <laughs> that's the real reason number uh two did this whole uh boxing thing it's like well they won't it'll hurt less <laughs> yeah. me now. um and then suddenly they're fencing yes uh and so this is i think this is the best part this is a really good scene or at least it's yes. very good um so 
they're fencing in the middle of the room. They got the masks on and like, they're talking about how you can't treat it as a game. Like, and he is repeating the word kill to have him go in for like the, for the finishing shot. Yeah. Uh, and then he like disarms him and then two takes off his helmet and he's like, okay, now really kill. Yeah. Uh, Except you like, can't cause you're scared. Yeah. So he pushes him up against like the door that's in the middle of the room uh, with the saber. Uh, and then he goes in and he pokes the wall and like flicks the thing and he pokes the wall again, but the tip, uh, the rubber on the end of the the saber comes off. Yeah. And now like Leo McCurns looking at it like, oh fuck. Well, all right, kill me then, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for real. You won't. Yeah. He's um, like, oh no, this is why you resigned. You're a coward. Yeah. Um. Also, for the record, uh, Patrick Ewan has never looked better than in this exact scene. Yeah. <laughs> Let the let the let the world know. Uh-huh. He, uh huh. He he's like super sweaty and like he like takes off like the mask and his like hair's all like messed up. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got such a look when he takes off the mask and he's holding back the sword. I it's mean, good. yeah, like hair messed up, but like in a hot way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a sweaty episode. It is. They're just uh, sweaty anyway. all the time. Uh, it's very intense. Yeah. And then, um. Two is like, all right, do it. And then he does it, but uh, he hits him just in the shoulder meat. Yeah. And he's like, listen, you did, you missed. You missed. You yeah. could have killed me. And um, number six starts apologizing. And he's like, oh, you're always sorry. Sorry that you couldn't you know, take it. Sorry that you resigned. Yes. Yeah. I um, assume from this scene that these scenes are like at least inspired by stuff that actually happened to number six. Because we know that he was like an Olympic fencer. Yes. Yes. He must have done boxing at some point. It, like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And they, the next thing they do is like a fake job interview. Yeah, for like a bank or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like recreating a scene. There's a little kitchenette in this place, a little table and stuff. Um, and there's also bars to this area. It's like a little jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They can use so they can put him in jail later. Yeah. I, I do um, kind of like how they use everything on this set, like, in multiple ways a lot of the time. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, everything is dual purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the the two of them are, you know, doing this interview over dinner. Um, and eventually the thing is like, hey, so why did you resign from your last job? Yeah. Or is that this part or is it the next part? Not this part. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're also, just telling number six constantly that he's good at math. Yes. I'm good at figures. Um, he, like, walks into a room and he says, I'd like a job. And then uh, two says, you have it. And he's like, oh, good, thanks. <laughs> During yeah, the interview, you. they start yelling at each other. And he gets up in a huff and gets on a little scooter and scoots away. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, drives over the other the side room. of the room where there's a different door with a desk behind it. And Liam McKern somehow ran to the other side of the room to get there. I, this is very, like, my brain, but every time I saw this door, I could only think of the uh, APA gimmick from WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Because their whole thing is that they have an office at every arena that's just a door. Oh, sure. uh, With, like, desks behind it, and the joke is that people always go through the door no matter what. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... I, what I think is this was a different scene from the last one, or at least it right. seems like it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's why two has moved, like, because this is yeah, a like, separate. 
they, they do a good job, and it is on purpose of editing that, like, time and, like, where people are on the set is, like, kept, like, nebulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I will say that I, I, the him coming in and getting the job wasn't uh, part of, like, the surrealism. That's just how it worked in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so he's like, okay, listen, I was checking with you know, your, your references. I just need to know why you quit your last job. And he's like, oh, do you, you know, you know, it was confidential. I can't really talk about it too much. Uh, and then he goes, gets back on his scooter and he gets stopped by the butler, AKA the cops yeah. uh, for speeding. It- um, and now number two is in a judge <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Well, just real quick too, at that like j- second job interview that he goes to, the guy like pulls him over. He's like, listen, this isn't a, this is a front for top secret business. We've chosen you. And like, this is how he became a spy. Yes. And yes. I also appreciate that. Like every time, like when he pulls, like they're both like kind of looking at the same way and they're both, the entire screen is just their two sweaty faces. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's good. And also like number six is still like speaking in a very like weird cadence. Uh huh. Yeah, he's definitely not all here. Yeah. Or at least not consciously. Um, but yeah, now Leo McKern is a judge. Yes, Leo McKern is a judge now, and he's spinning the Tinker Toys from those first apps. He stole that guy's Tinker Toys! He stole that guy's Tinker Toys, dude. It's um, fucked up! So the judge um, is... Your, number two, the judge. Right. Uh, is, you know... Um, talking about how Six was just driving through a residential at like 90 and it's fucked up. You can't do that. And he's like, yeah, I'm bad. I'm a bad person. I had to though because I was driving to my very important secret job. I love how sad the butler looks as he's playing with his tinker toy. <laughs> he's so fucking bored. Yeah. He's like, I fucking hate like, Yeah, because he, he like, he's like, oh man, now I gotta just fucking watch these two dudes fuck around for a week. That's true. This is very unfair <laughs> to the butler. He's the one whenever Degree Absolute gets called, he's the one like, no! God, God damn it. Everybody else. gets vacation fuck. time but me. God that is damn. why he ends up like turning. Yeah. Um. So uh, eventually he is sentenced as guilty and he's like, yeah, that's true. I'm guilty. I fucked up. I'm going to appeal though because this is a fucked up court. I hate this court. Yeah. Um, and he like at some point asks him to start naming alternating even numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know two four you know all the numbers two four 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 five. <laughs> Can't forget five. Yeah. What the fuck comes after number five? <laughs> <laughs> it just you he know, doesn't know. Just them going five six five. <laughs> See. Yeah. And then, like, I'm pretty sure at some point, number six starts, go, like, counting backwards just to fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, four? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So they throw him in, in jail. Yeah. And also, like, the uh, number two is like, oh, you know, you killed someone. And he's like, no, I, I couldn't have. I, you know, there was no one there. And he's like, well, you could have. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Um, yeah, so, uh, now that he's in jail, he's like, I'm gonna appeal, this is fucked up, I hate this, jail sucks, uh, even though my jail has a big nice couch in it. Yeah. This sucks. Uh, I do like the end of that court scene, the resolution is, he's yelling, no, no, I don't want to pay, I can't pay, and he gets held in contempt of court, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that crime, actually. I'm cool, that one's a good crime. Yeah. You know what, to be fair, that is a good crime. Yeah, man, they do, do mention contempt of court's a good one. Yeah, they do mention uh, the village and credits yeah. at this point. Yes. Um. Anyway, Liam McKern takes a nap. It's nap time. Listen, it's, <laughs> Goes it's a stressful work massage. day. Yeah. Yeah. Goes and gets uh, a massage from the butler, and he comes back to the jail. The butler again is looking so like in the scene before this as like it's ending. He's like looking like so like man, just fuck this. Yeah. Well, the butler doesn't get to take any naps. <laughs> yeah, and uh, number six immediately starts like talking to the butler who's standing guard at him, and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm sure that sucks. <laughs> Uh, I, I mentioned this to you, Molly. I don't know if I told you this, Ashley. Uh, Leo McKern, apparently filming this episode, was so stressful and so just uh, intense that uh, he had either a heart attack or a mental breakdown during the filming of this. It varies on depending on when the story gets told. Fucked up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah. He's very sweaty. <laughs> yeah, the, all that sweat, that ain't... Fake. <laughs> That's real sweat. It. I'm just reminded of the. Have you either of you heard of Father Ted? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, but like, not for about that. Yes. Uh. Well, famously, after the finale of the show was shot, the lead actor had a heart attack the next day and died. Wow. Oh. He was like, "Yeah, I'm done." For real. Uh, for real. It, and th- there's, like, a lot of talk about, like, you know, he already had health problems. He was, like, an older actor. Sure. But, like, did the, like, t- like a number of takes that they were doing cause that? Or was oh, it sure. just... Was it, like, a stressful show? I thought it was a comedy or something. Yeah, but... I Especially if you're working for horrible dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I legit... I, I have no idea anything about Father Ted. Yeah, I... There's some joke. I I like the show. Unfortunately, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a well liked show until the guy who made it turned out to be a piece of shit. Um, I there is I there's a very good bit where, uh, it's so weird because like there's like so much of that show is like mocking people like that. Sure. And they're like, oh, you've become what you have once mocked. Right. Except now it's, like, about, it's like, oh, th- this was the thing I never thought, like, no, but, like, this is actually, I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're way out here. So, uh, two is talking to six, they're, you know, he's like, just let me out, and they're, he's, he's saying some nonsense, mm-hmm. uh, about how he knows two, uh, like, he says too many people know too much, that's why he resigned, he resigned for the peace, uh, and he says something like, I know too much about you. And two is like, excuse me. <laughs> right. Pardon? Oh, I no, know you don't. You. Like, you, you know what you are? You're an idiot. <laughs> or you're an enemy and all this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And he says something like, in my mind, you're smart. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, he's just screaming, why did you resign to him over and over again? Um, yeah. There's, there's uh, a lot this, of this. Yeah. This has maybe my favorite exchange of this entire episode. Uh, where number two goes, I'll kill you. And number six just calmly goes, I'll die. <laughs> yeah, it kicks ass. It's because, well, because Six goes to the uh, kitchen and gives him a, like, a dinner knife. Yeah. Or, like, a or like a carving knife. And Two goes in there, and he's like, all right, I'll fucking kill you. I'll yeah. do it. Don't think I won't. Yeah. Uh, and that's when he knocks him to the ground. He says, I'll kill you. And he does say, I'll die. And he does do... Um, well, this... he, he says, I'll die before he gets the, like, right before he gets the knife. Oh, okay. I thought he did it when he was on the ground. Yeah. No. no yeah, yeah. Then Liam McCurdy like goes to stab him, and Six just goes limp and falls over. He's like, "Get up!" Like, no, kill me lying down. Right. Yeah. Kid, he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun." Yeah. <laughs> yes. This whole bit is that meme of the cat. Yeah. People pointing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm posting that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um... Then it cuts to wartime. Yes. Yeah, then, and then they're flying a plane and dropping bombs on people. Yeah. Um, yeah, because at this, like, during their conversation, like, number two is like, you killed at war! And so that's, like, he's... Yeah, that's the lead-in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now, Six the butler, doesn't like it. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like, the butler's doing his whole Foley work down there. Yes, he's doing Foley work. They have music, or not music, but, like, uh, background noise playing, explosions, shit like that. Um, and then, uh, they, uh, they bail out of the fake plane, a.k.a. the teeter-totter, the seesaw. Yeah. Well, yeah, they missed their bombing target because they're counting down and six won't count down to six. Yes. Well, he does say bullseye. I don't know. Yeah. Complicated. Um. But yeah, now two is pretending to, or he's screaming at him in a foreign language. Yeah, and I mean, considering um, this was World War Two, presumably it's German. Yeah. Uh, so six is like, listen, I didn't want to kill anyone. I was just in a bomber. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> yeah. The aircraft was fucked up. I had a bailout over your territory. I didn't want to kill anybody. It's not my fault. Like I can't help bailing out. He um, almost like just the way he's like dressed and like the way he's acting. He looks. Extremely like Charlie Bucket from the early <laughs> uh, Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Because <laughs> he's got like that turtleneck. He's just... Yeah, you're right. He's an adult Charlie Bucket. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're interrogating. Two is interrogating six, and in the middle of it, like, I guess the drugs wear off or something because six is just suddenly fine. Yeah, he's like, damn, I'm hungry. Like, he says the number six, and number two practically has a heart attack over it. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I'm hungry, and then uh, two is like, okay, well, what do you want to eat? And then he goes, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to two tweaking out on a table while six just kind of paces around him casually. Yeah, and does the fucking reverse... I'm the doctor now. Right. And you're the patient. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like number six uh, either has heard of this or like knows enough or is like getting 
informed about this, like, from two and just, like, his own deductive reasoning. Yeah. Uh, that, like, oh, this is, like, a... Like, as you said, Molly, like, this, like, parts of this are actual therapy. Yeah. Uh, and it is part of uh, this particular brand of it that the patient and doctor might switch places at some point. Right. Yeah. Which is, like, very dangerous, but... Yeah, it's uh, very dangerous you know, if the doctor has his own Jesus. problems. Yes, and number two's like, oh, yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> God, <laughs> I like that six God, ends with, instead of why did you resign, it's why don't you resign. Yes, yes. and he's, like, taunting him. Yeah. Uh, and now they're gonna have a nice drink, you know? Yeah. Where this, this is 100% proof alcohol, no additions, all booze. This is the first time he's gotten actual alcohol this whole time. Yep. Yeah, well, except the, the last episode, but that was a fantasy. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But Six is like, hey, you know, uh, do you mind if I look around your home? And Two is like, yeah, check this shit out. Check out all my cool place. This is the embryo room. Uh, got this, we, you know, we got this nice little organ here that our fancy nice butler's playing. Hey, the can you butler, play something happy for me? Yeah, the butler is, like, playing like a fucking dirge. And he's like, hey, like, what? We got company. Live it up a bit. Yeah. yeah, come on. He's like dancing around the room. <laughs> um, yeah. So they start talking about like the seven ages of man, and you know they go to the um, the blackboard. They talk for a little bit. It's all shit. I can't follow. I'm not smart enough for this shit. And they're basically just describing. You know, they're going back and forth between, like, quoting the Shakespeare thing about the seven ages of man, and then also just talking about how this works, which is basically, they are trapped in this room until the week is up, at which point they will have either solved their mutual problems, or one of them will be dead. Yes. Uh, um, and yeah, they also talk, they, as it's part of that whole thing, they mentioned that all the world's a stage. Yeah. Uh, which it very much plays into this play aspect that they're going for. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. it early on, too. That, like, that's... I think the idea is each scene is supposed to be one of the seven ages of man, but I haven't seen that fucking play. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that, even as someone who has watched a lot of Shakespeare and performed Shakespeare... Yeah. It's... I'm not... That's not my specialty. Right. Um, but, yeah, the important thing is he shows into the clock and finds out they have, like, two minutes left before one of them fucking dies. Yep, they have five minutes remaining. Two is like, damn, I need another drink on this thing. Um, and then uh, Six doesn't follow him in. It's like, oh, these bars are nice. And then he goes in there. Um, two goes in, and Six is still outside. And Two is like, yeah, so here's this thing, you know, waste disposal unit, bathroom, all this good stuff. Um, and uh, uh, You can also take it away. Yeah, it's it's modular. It's detachable. You can drive around in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Six is like, oh, yeah, what's behind it? And then Two is like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, steel, steel. Um, and then Six locks him in the fucking bars. <laughs> yeah. And he has the most shit-eating smile on his face. <laughs> um, and then the butler comes up, and he uh, takes the key from Six, and he's like, oh, thank you. Uh, and then walks away, and Two is like, excuse me, he thinks you're the boss now. What the <laughs> fuck's with that? <laughs> He's like, uh, well, and Six is I, like, I, I'm, I am in charge now. And yeah, uh, he's like, I'm, uh, number two is like, I'm number two, I'm the boss. And he's like, well, number one's the boss. You know, and uh, you're uh, number two, and there's only three minutes left. And Six is like, oh, you're scared, huh? 
Um, and they like they have this stare down. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking to each other about how you know somebody's a fool, somebody's a rat, and he's like, "Do you want me to come in there?" And two is like, "No, no, 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 no. You could stay out there. Actually, I think we're good. Yeah, I think I don't want you to come in here now." Yes. I one of my favorite things is uh, the butler opens up the door again, and they start doing the same pacing, but they're still on the other sides of the bars. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and like two is deathly afraid. Um, yes, and there's like. One minute left on the clock, and Six is like, "Yeah, you're scared. You're number nothing." And he's like, "I'm number two. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm cool, man." Uh, and Two is like, "Why'd you lie?" And Six is like, "I didn't accept. I resigned. I I don't want this shit." Uh, and he they still are not, you know, getting anywhere with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, like one of the big moments is that number six repeats the Humpty Dumpty rhyme, and like yeah, she was like, ah, fuck, of course, I fucking <laughs> knew the whole time. Yeah, and it turns out there's also a point where number two crawls on his knees over to the butler and goes, "I'm big." <laughs> <laughs> yep, that does happen. I don't know why it happens, but it does happen. It's very good. He is like. <laughs> Cowering away from six, and six is just kind of following him around, following him around the whole place. Yeah. Um, you know, he is counting down the seconds until two dies, which is fucking hardcore. Yes. Yeah, two is like Um, face down on the ground, groveling, (laughs) begging, crying that he just tell him. Yes. It must fucking suck to have walked on your knees around this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this place just made out of concrete. Um, yeah. So, two's just on the floor yelling, showtime. Yeah, he's um, about to start dancing in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, two is just, like, begging six to, like, just figure it out. Like, come to our my side so I don't have to die. And then two jumps up and tries to choke him out. Uh, and six is like, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it, big man. Ask me. Ask what's up. And then just, like... Walks back to the um, kitchen. Two runs in there, grabs another drink of alcohol, uh, like spills all over himself. Yeah. Um, and two's like, "Don't say please." And six is like, "I say it." And he's like, "Oh fuck! Stop saying it." Yeah. Um, and the countdown reaches six, and as soon as it does, some other voice, which I think is Patrick McGowan doing a voice from off screen, just starts going, "Die six, die, die." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then two takes one blast big gulp of alcohol and keels the fuck over dead. Yeah. And just dies on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, degree absolute. <laughs> degree absolute, baby. Degree um, absolute. Uh, I'll say the subtitles do identify it as number six. Oh, do yes. they? Okay. Screaming die. Yeah. I, I'll say, I don't trust the subtitles of this episode. They're very inaccurate. They're not. Yeah, pre- that's they're not very also good. true. And the timing is off on them by a lot. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Amazon. Like version. the Amazon subtitles will only display one line at a time. It won't do the thing you sometimes see where they like stack them up in different colors or something. So when they start talking over each other, it just completely loses the plot. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Two goes down, and then Six like gently caresses his face. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Uh, apparently, Patrick Goon once consider, uh, considers this the best episode. Um, I, I think why. it probably is. 
I, I definitely think it is. It is, it is way up on my rankings, which we'll get to after we talk about the next episode. I forgot oh, yeah. to do a ranking. I also forgot Whoopsie. to do a ranking. Well, fuck you We can two. do it on the spot. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We can do it on the spot. It's not that hard. All right. only all like right. 17 of these fucking things. All right. Anyway, um, supervisor comes in. He's like, all right, you won. Congrats. Uh, and they're like, we're going to need the, the chocolate body factory. For... Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. win the chocolate factory. I mean, literally, yes, though. <laughs> um and he says all right what do you want you get to you get anything now uh and six says i want number one and uh the supervisor's like okay you said so i'll take you there um after six has dramatically thrown his drink to the ground yes and smashed his glass and yeah um, end of episode yep they press the button on the um on the panel and then the uh modular units uh two is in the like a wooden door folds down on it and then the end is uh i think is the butler in there or is it just no it's just like a slow pan of the room yeah, yeah. well like the abc's play yeah. yes well that's why i was like is is uh the butler still playing the piano in there cuz that'd be a great touch but he's not that would be he's, but, he yeah. followed them out right right uh, all of the stuff is still moving though like the yes yeah good episode a great, great episode. episode. The best episode. Again, like, it is such a testament to how fucking good of actors they are that 90% of this script is gibberish and it's still incredibly compelling. Yes. Yeah, I... Like, someone asked me my top five um, yeah. prisoner episodes recently and someone was like... And I mentioned that I hadn't seen the last two and, it, like, I had multiple people be like... Wait, what? Like how? Like how can you have watched the show and not watch the last? Like, guys, I <laughs> we're working on it. We're doing a thing. If you follow me, then like, <laughs> I hope that you know that I'm doing this. <laughs> One thing I wanted to shout out about this episode that uh, we went past without—I forgot to say it at the beginning—was when he's spying on Six before all the shit starts and Six leaves his house. He, like, the door automatically opens, and then on his way out, he, like, claps, and a Spanish guitar starts playing while the door shuts. That so is good. true. It's a beautiful little moment. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> so, before we go on to Fallout, I have some context to explain it a little bit. Alright. This episode they filmed very early on. They filmed it at the same time that they filmed Chimes of Big Ben. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Why they got Liam McKern for it and all that. Um, so the entire time they were working on the show, they knew that this was going to be the second to last episode. And Patrick McGowan was like, yeah, I'm still working on what the last episode is going to be. I don't know who number one is, so that makes it hard. I'll figure it out before we have to shoot the last episode. It's fine. And it got closer and closer, and he still had no ideas. <laughs> He wrote the script for Fallout the night before they started shooting it. Beautiful. All right, well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) He just ran out of time and had to (laughs) scribble something in before the test was over. Ah, uh, yeah. That said, not, a, not the best I love this fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I, I keep saying that I do like it, and I feel like I'm trying to convince myself at this point. <laughs> um, 
but like it's good. Yes, yes. it is good. It's a good episode. Uh, I don't think I like it as the last episode of the show. I don't I, know. I accept. I get that. why it is, but I don't know. It's not even that I want answers. It's I just <laughs> would it's like more a- of the prisoner. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a weird, different thing that it's. <laughs> Let me like, ask you this: If once upon a time it just ended with him like killing number two and just walking out and like leaving the village, and that's the end, would you be happier with that? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that okay. would be an incredible ending to this show. I, I or can he see says, the "Take case me to number that. one," and there's nothing after that. Right. Because I guess that's kind of what I was expecting. Sure. Um, anyway, they take him, uh, we, Fallout opens, we see, like, a big, this is not the same opening sequence, there's a big panning shot of the village, a bunch of people walking around, uh, and it does, the, like, the credits sequence open, or ends with an enormous, written and directed by Patrick McGowan, <laughs> so you know who to hate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please send all hate mail to my address. Something I yeah. noticed about this episode watching it this time is that it does, it goes to, like, it shows all the, like, outdoor settings in a way that makes them feel less like TV sets. Like, it gives you that big aerial shot of the village, but it labels it as, like, oh, it's Port Marion Resort. Yes. Yeah, because they finally credit everything and everyone. Yeah. Like, it kind of yeah, stops cool. being... It, it both gets way more heightened and way more real in this episode. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it's interesting that they put it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh... Especially because this is... We see so little of the village in this episode. Yeah. And... Yeah, like... I definitely feel like putting it at the beginning is, like... Saying something, but I'm not quite sure what. I think part of it is just they're letting, you know, the set... The the setting of the show take a bow, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, he was a... The... Okay, so... They go down um, to, the, like, the most inner workings of the village. Yeah. Uh, we see a dummy that is Patrick McGowan wearing Patrick McGowan's suit from the first episode. Uh, and they're like, you know, we, we thought you would feel better if you were yourself for this. Yeah. Uh, so he goes in, changes. And then the I, Beatles, um, all you need is love, starts blasting at full volume. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's so weird, but, like... All of the hangers in this room, they're all empty, but they're yeah. all moving. Yes. Yeah. Like someone just took a bunch of shirts off them. My guess is all that's where all of the robes were, and everybody who is in this meeting uh, just ran through and grabbed one on the way in. I think you could definitely take it that way. That's yeah. that's my idea anyway. I think I, another I just, way like, to take it is it looks cool when all the hangers wiggle. <laughs> that's true, too. Yes. Um... I mean, they all knew the degree absolute was ending right then, so right. they're probably having a meeting either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, like, this is probably not too that long after Love, like, was released. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking up when that song came out, but yeah, it would have been contemporary. Yeah, '67, so same time. Yeah, yep. it's just interesting because like most people, when they use the Beatles, right, it is like meant as a. <laughs> Like to invoke a certain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is almost like using a like modern song, <laughs> right? Uh, but anyway, they welcome to they go through the welcome. Uh, it does not door. say. It does not say welcome. It says well, come. <laughs> it says welcome. 
No, oh no. Well, it doesn't say that. Does not say uh, that. Oh, anyway, sorry, that's all for- the Nazis are in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've joked about this place being lousy with Nazis. Here they are. Found them. Um. So there are a bunch of people in um, white robes, masks, uh, gloves, and each place they're sitting uh, is labeled like anarchists, activists, uh, director, administration, uh, and yeah. stuff like that. And the kid is nearby on a piston being like moved up and down yeah. uh, something. And he's like in detention. Um, and the president, what's this guy's name, Luke? Oh fuck. I don't remember, but he's the, he's the, he's Napoleon from the girl who was death. Yes. Yeah. I, he is a repeat. I, I was about to ask if he was a repeat number two. He is obviously. Yeah. Um, um I also couldn't the place C- him. Go yeah. ahead, Ashley. Also, the Seesaw guys are here, but now they got guns. Yeah. The Seesaw guys are in here with guns. Shout out to them. <laughs> Let's check um, off Seesaw in this episode. <laughs> I I figured that like when everyone left except the Seesaw guys in there, I figured it was because that they couldn't get off the Seesaw safely. <laughs> I mean, this episode does nothing to refute that. I yeah. know. I, I just like, because like. It's just very funny because like even when they later on get shot, they just kind of like slump in their chair, but like remain like very still. <laughs> they are glued to that seesaw. Yep, yeah, they're stuck there. They're like Statler and Waldorf. Like boots are nailed down to the. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got a bunch of people in weird white mat, uh, weird white robes with a uh, black and white mask that are like. Very much like the comedy drama kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they're made of rubber, which is also... I don't know why that makes it weirder for me. (laughs) It's definitely weird. Also, lots and lots of, like, James Bond minions, like, with jumpsuits and guns. Yes. Um, so the guy is dressed in the exact same judge outfit that Leo McKern was very... (laughs) Moments ago. Yep. Yeah, he is a Um, Santa judge. Yes, uh, and he says that the, he is calling a session in a matter of democratic crisis, um, and that they're here to gather to resolve the question of revolt, mm-hmm. um, and to remember to, um, and like everybody after he says that starts clapping and he just slams the gavel, everybody stops, uh, he hopes that the proceedings will happen in a civilized manner, but remind ourselves that humanity is not humanized without force. Yeah, um, yeah, suddenly yeah. gets real fashy at the end there. Uh, and that errant children must sometimes be brought to book with a smack on their backsides. Uh, yeah, and like he's doing that as he's pointing to like, yeah, so please note all the bullets in this room. Yes. The community we'll is shoot at you stake. shoot you if you do a bad job. Yeah, he says the community is at stake and we have the means to protect it and the assembly is now in security. Um, they invite number six to take a seat in the big uh, throne chair in the middle of the room because he passed the ultimate test. Uh, and he's like, all right, well, then he can't be referred to as number six or a number of any kind. Uh, he's gloriously vindicated the right of the individual um, to be individual. Yes. Um, and they're like, and this assembly rises to you, sir. Yeah, now uh, they just call him sir, notably still deny him his name. Now yes, he's just, he yes. still doesn't have a name. And 
I actually think that this is a really interesting way to do this, which is just give, like, you know, number six has always been like, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a person, not a number. And they're like, yeah, you are a person. You are, you aren't a number. You're sir. You're, yeah, you're, you're the best of us. You're right. Like they're trying, they're, they're you. Yes, go ahead. They're using this to try to like get on his good side and like, well, we tried to break him. So let's give him the world and see if that gets him. Yeah. Like this episode is confusing and a little hard to follow, but yeah, the thrust of it is that they're saying, all right, we cannot beat you. So let's just absorb you and render you, like, inert by just making you one of us. Yeah, like, maybe you'll just agree and come to our side yes. that maybe we don't need to bother breaking you. There's, like, yeah, for sure. Like, this is the part where I think that this episode is kind of fucking genius. Right. <laughs> like, there's parts of it that I, like, absolutely adore. There's a lot of it that I don't really care for. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, the president asks, hey, uh... You know, we, we would appreciate if you would stay for a while. This whole situation requires some tedious ceremony. And, you know, perhaps you would care to have a seat in our chair of honor here that we built for you, the individual. The uh, special boy chair by just himself. for you. <laughs> yes. And, like, notably behind the president, there is an empty chair uh, yeah. for the entire episode, which I imagine, if he had broken, is where he would be sitting. Right. And it's probably labeled, like, individual or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they are putting some people on trial today, and they are bringing in the body of Leo McKern because that detachable modular uh, goes right back into this room. And so his body is going to be taken over to this weird doctor's table uh, that has been set up nearby. Uh, and they're just going to work on him for a little bit. Maybe yeah, they're playing his death scene his face. in reverse on a big projector. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and and the big robot on the side of the room labeled number one has decreed he should be resuscitated. Yes. It just beeps and boops, but it seems like everybody can understand it. Or at least the president can. Yes, the president can for sure. Um, so yes, they are playing two's death scene in reverse on this part. Everybody's watching on screen. They're all kind of like, this is kind of fucked up, don't you think? Um, Butler walks in, unlocks the door uh, to that module... They put the guy on the stretcher. They bring him over to the table and, you know, get him get him set up. Um, they, they put shaving cream all over his face. Yes. yes. And then put, like, a machine on him. Um, because Leo McKern got a haircut between the two episodes. They had to explain why he doesn't look the same. Um, for the record, enormous downgrade. Huge downgrade. Yeah, he looks way better with the long hair. Looks yes. way better with the long hair and the big beard and mustache. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I do, but also, I, I think it works with the, like, I, I feel a new man. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, that that part definitely works. Right. Uh, and I mean, I assume I, he just had to cut his hair for a role he had or something, you know? Yeah, probably. Well, that's why I was thinking, like, okay, so they definitely, like Luke, you just said, they recorded that second episode and the 16th episode on the same day or at the same time. Makes a lot of sense because he looks the same. Yep. <laughs> and then on this one, he does not. So, yeah. Um, they show some footage of, like, the general, not the general, but the speed learning machine a little bit, and yeah. that's what cuts us to commercial. Uh, we come back, and uh, the president says, you know, revolt can take many forms. Um, this first example we are going to watch, we have three instances today, and the first one is uh, the example of the Rebellion of Youth, number 48, 
who is the kid? He's here. What's up, everybody? Yeah. It's the kid. So, yeah, it's interesting that you take him as the kid. Obviously, he's the same actor. I never thought of him as the same character. I don't know if they're the same character, but it would make sense since he freaked the fuck out at the end of that uh, Yeah, episode. I can see that. Yeah, uh, I, and I then think he he's referred and to as... He didn't... Go ahead, Ashley. I think he's referred to as the same number also. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. I didn't, I didn't check that, but it makes sense to me because um, if... Um, if he doesn't die doing that rail drop, because, right. you know, like we said on the episode, like, it kind of looks like he probably should have died, but if he just, like, landed on his front, on his stomach or whatever, and just kind of belly flopped and laid there, yeah, that also makes sense, and also, they would punish him like this. That's true. Uh, I guess I always took it less that, like, oh, this is him still crazy from the end of that episode, and more, the reason number 48 is like this is because he represents youthful rebellion that the adults just don't understand. Well, that's why he got that number two to do VR. Right. Because that's, that's yeah. what the youth uh, does. For the record, he was number eight in the last one and 48 okay. in this, so... Well, he just got demoted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, four hey, on his that means he, his number got multiplied by six. Mm-hmm. Makes you fucking yeah. think, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and, like, as we are talking about like, earlier, they're just trying to, like, absorb this rebellion yeah. and make it, like, part of their own strength. Right. They're saying, like, oh, obviously, like, you know, the flowers in your hair and, like, the certain elements of teenage rebellion are perfectly fine and ordinary. Right. But the second that you start challenging the status quo. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's when that needs to be stamped out. Right, like, the judge yes. literally says we must enforce the status quo. Yes. yes. Like, um, it, it is... Now, very... I, I know you're getting to the actual point, but I do need to say yeah. that this man is screaming, singing dem bones yes. over oh, this yes. whole fucking thing. The knee bone's connected I, to the hip bone, Molly. I, I learned I, that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to put dem bones as the opening theme for this. Yeah, like I feel like either opening or closing needs to be dem bones, and then the other one needs to be all you need is love. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is just fucking scream shouting it. Yeah, as he's running around causing a ruckus, the entire, like, assembly of cl- cloaked weirdos is just having a panic attack over it. Yeah, yep. and... But yeah, like I, I was saying, he he is the person... He is the Euphor Energy that is... Tr- that refused to be absorbed because uh, to absorb it would be the destruction of the fascist entity. Yeah, yeah like, to change the status quo. I don't even know if it's, like, the fascist entity. Like, I don't even know if it's yeah. that, like, No, because it's, I, it's supposed to be, like, British society, which... It, yeah. Whether you well, want to argue that has elements of fascism to it, like, I don't think that's what Patrick McGowan was saying. Yeah. Yes, and I, I also, maybe I'm just definitely seeing it through uh, a modern U.S. lens. Right. Yes. Uh, it's hard because, not to. Yeah. Because, um, like... Number six coming into them just as he is now would not change them that much. No. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. That's why I don't think it's, like, about, like, fascism specifically. Like, obviously, right. we have that lens right now because of where we live. Um, but I think it is just, like, the general mindset of older people. Yeah. Like, to, you know, it, it is a norm for them to reject the new... Uh, yeah, and, and, like, it's, and stick it's with just what power, they know. And power defends itself yes. against everything. Yes. yes, exactly. 
and, and like youth constantly tries to challenge that, and that is you know what they're saying here is yeah we don't allow that we don't right. we don't. <laughs> what the president's saying is that as long as your rebellion looks like Persona Four, that's fine. But yes, if it starts looking like Persona Five, we got problems. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, I, I think that's also maybe why they use the Beatles' love is all you oh, need. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like... As, like, a pacifying thought. Right. Yes. Like, the Beatles was the epitome of the, like, just the good vibes gonna change the world. And... Right. They they know that it's not. Yeah. Yes. No, actually, you know what? This episode's just fucking incredible. Never mind. I changed my <laughs> mind. This is this is so fucking good now that we're so talking about it. So I was actually it. really curious, because to me, the one thing that's always stuck out to me about this episode is that number 48 could be singing any fucking annoying song. Why is he singing Dem Bones? I didn't well, know because that Dem Bones was a religious song. Did you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it's based I, on I Ezekiel well, 37. Uh, I asked I, Pris, and I was like, is this an, like, because I had heard, like, people say it, but I yeah. didn't think it was an actual song or oh, anything, sure. and so, like, when he starts doing this, I'm like, wait, is this something I just don't know or didn't know? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, the only reason I know is because I have a weird knowledge repository. Yeah, sure. just real quick, since I haven't gotten to read Bible verses on a podcast in a while, <laughs> I yeah, read Ezekiel 37. Uh, that God's talking to Ezekiel and says, uh, prophecy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Uh, and then the bones, like, come to life. Uh, and what is it? Uh, where is... Uh, God says, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophecy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people... I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. So it's like, yeah, people that are dead and, like, devoid of hope being revived and, like, given a new hope. By the word of the Lord. that's what hip bone connected to the knee bones about, apparently. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. In that, I have no idea if that's actually the intention here, or if Patrick McGoon was just like, yeah, that's an annoying fucking song for this dumb kid to sing. <laughs> I think it fits with the reading we're talking about, though. Like I said, if Cotton Eye Joe had been written, they would have used it for the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, but, like, if you want to, like, if we want to get onto our Angel Fire thinking way too hard about this <laughs> Right. Shit, yes. By uh, the way, I went and looked at that fucking website after we were done uh, watching the finale, and it is all bullshit. Nobody there has had a single thought in their lives. Do you have anything you want to call out that we haven't gone over already? No, because I just read it a week ago, and I was like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Nobody who watches this show has ever learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's my main takeaway. Maybe the people that learned something didn't feel the need to put it on a website. Didn't need to put it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, the president is like, damn, kid, you suck, I hate you, um, and, uh, the kid starts running around, like, the entire place. Yeah. Um, and this is the part, like, where I was like, okay, you're losing me. Uh, I don't disagree, this goes on a little longer than it needs to. Yeah, yes, like, I could take a little bit of this, but this goes on for, like, it felt like two minutes, it's probably much shorter than that. Yeah. Um, and then Six is like, hey, could you fucking stop, and then the kid stops, he's like, yeah. Yeah, I can. Well, he stops because he calls him young man instead of number 48. Oh, right. He yeah, recognizes yeah, his humanity instead of the cold harshness of his number. 
That's true. I didn't think about that. I thought they were all just like, oh, right, number six is here. It's one of those things where you can definitely read into all the choices being made here and, like, it is coherent, but also it's dumb as shit, and I kind of love that. Yeah. And, yeah, like, also, everyone starts singing at some point. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, so he, he, like, when he says young man, he's like, hey, that was really familiar of you to not use his number. <laughs> yeah. I, so if you could just chill and keep to the status quo, which is what I was trying to tell you before he started singing, I would appreciate it. And then number one is like, okay, we got to speed this shit up. Cause I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Number one is sick of this child. Even I'm tired of this shit and I'm a robot. Just call him young man. If that gets him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would number six calls him young man. I, yep. Uh, uh, number uh, forty-eight uh, is like, like, like say it, to, say it again, and he's like, "Young men." Like he's like, "Keep going," and yep. I thought for a second that number six was gonna go. There's no need to feel down. I said, yes. "Young man." Uh huh. <laughs> There's a place you can go. I said, "Young man." <laughs> so from now on, the um, they like. All right, we're going to put in a motion that we can actually all just call him young man to speed this thing up. Everybody right. agrees. And then they um, start questioning number 48. Yes. And I have an important question for y'all. Yeah. yeah. Did Patrick McGowan invent the YouTube poop? <laughs> <laughs> that... Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I want to see a prisoner YouTube poop now. <laughs> You're getting it right the second. Because that's what this interrogation scene is. Oh, also, number six calls the president dad. Yeah. Well, that's because what um, 48 called him when he came up from the uh, yeah. from the like elevator thing. Yeah, you get the sense that six likes 48. He likes how much of a shit he's being and how much everyone else hates him. Yes. It's like, oh, you're an asshole that annoys everyone around you. A man after my own heart. I, I will also say I'm loving uh, the kid's fit here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got a look going. He's got his top hat on still. Uh, he's got a, his- like... A black He's got parade his black fucking parade marching. jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not what it's called, but it is what it's called. He's got, He's like got a, f- a yeah, cowbell right? on as a necklace. It's not that big, but it's it's evocative. Yeah. He has like a ruffly shirt just hanging open. Yeah. And he shaved off his sideburns, but he's still got a little bit of stubble. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Um. The entire like crowd starts chanting, take. Um, and like they're banging on the table. The president is saying it, and he's spinning in circles. And he like bangs his gavel, and then the kid just starts ringing his bell. <laughs> yep. And he's like telling him to confess. It's kind of a mess. Yeah, it's, like it's the- very fast and hard to follow. They're using the exact same clip of the judge saying the same words over and over again. Yeah, the judge is going, "Give it to me, baby," and num- the kid is just like. I'm your baby daddy. You're, you're my daddy, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I almost feels I, like almost feels like a parody of like kid slang. Yes, one hundred percent. I I rewatched this a couple times because like if we're gonna talk about this, I need to have some fucking idea about what what's being said here. I think if you cut through all the weird presentation of it, it's the judge is asking him to like cooperate and give him information and like acknowledge him as an authority figure and the kid is because he keeps saying like you all you want is give 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 for me and you keep taking like he he's just 
it's everything we've been saying, you know? Yeah. yeah yes. Exactly. And um, by couching the, like, you know, him saying dad, like, it's, and making it more daddy-o, or, like, yeah. you know, it... That's probably what it's supposed to be, but it definitely felt like father-child at some point. Right. Yeah, but, like, all, it is also in the way that a child rebels from his parent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also the judge is, like, asking him, like, where the fuck he got all these weird new ideas he has. Why isn't he just, like, conforming to, like, adulthood? And he's like, I kind of got it from talking to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> right. Yeah, extremely. Um, anyway, it's time to sing dry, them dry, Ezekiel crack them dry bones. Yeah. Um, and we're all doing it as a chorus from behind the president. And the president's like, well, fuck this. Yeah, the, the, he's the kind of dancing and clapping. But he hates that he's involved. He doesn't like it. Uh, the, like, two James Bond, like, soldiers start, like, tapping their toes and, like, like yeah. And I 100% thought that they were going to, like, start, like, doing dances. Oh, that'd be so good. And to be clear, but, it's not them, like, singing it in chorus. It is just a recording of the song playing over the scene. Great, of course. It sounds like they're, uh, singing it, but... Yeah, you're totally right. It is everybody just clapping to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's that whole scene, and then um, they um, say that the kid is guilty, um, he is charged with the most serious breach of social etiquette, um, and then he starts ringing his bell, he's like, fuck this, and total defiance of the elementary laws, um, of, it, which sustain our community. The person saying this is the one labeled anarchist? Yes. Which is very funny to me. Yes. Yeah. Well, unless, you know, this is the broken anarchist. Right. That, like, yeah, it's, they it's are, the anarchist. They are getting that this these people on. and labeling them as such. Right. Yeah. Like, that, he, this is the guy where it's like, oh, no, we appreciate your anarchy uh, because, like, you have, you know, so totally. Yeah. Like, you know, you have totally upended our, our world that we want your ideas and our. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't even think it's that. I think it's they kidnapped this guy, did the village thing to him, and then he was like, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And now he's in with it. That Yeah, it could be that, too. I definitely took it as, like, everyone on this council is, like, somebody who has been in this trial before. No, the way I'm seeing it is that everybody on this council is people who are broken, and that is why right. Six's seat is not filled, because he has not yet broken. I right. I bet you that seat is labeled individual like he's not on trial or he is and he that's doesn't true. know it. that's true that's yes. so like and obviously i can't be right like or like i can't definitively say i'm right and y'all are wrong what? we're basically agreeing we're just like taking slightly different roads to get to the same yes. spot yeah yeah but there's no anarchist who would ever do this right oh like, yeah that is what i'm trying to get at is like right. clearly his like his politics and uh, decision making has been, you know, compromised to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is the Bernie Sanders the Democratic Socialist who <laughs> is endorsing Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kinda. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. Fair enough. Um. Anyway, uh, kid is the, the young man is found guilty. Um, they are not, um, they're not sentencing him. He will be sentenced after the, uh, end of this whole ceremony. Right. They ask Six what he thinks about this. He's like, do you agree with this? He's like, I definitely watched. 
I note <laughs> the proceedings. I note the proceedings, and he says, oh, I take it you have no comment at this stage. And he says, no, not now. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> looks like he's having a great time. He has a day off. Of course he's yeah. having a great time. He he got he wrote this episode, and he's like, you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to sit in the middle of this room, and everybody <laughs> around me will act, and I will do nothing. Yeah, true. <laughs> But I never see just like uh, these fucking I idiots will pull that pull like, the strings. I will say Patrick Good does some acting later. That's oh yeah 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 yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just this first half, he's just he does the most acting later. Yeah, so they put um they put uh forty eight young man back into his uh into his cage, uh and send him back downstairs as he says, "Hear the word of the Lord," uh and about them dry bones. Yeah. Do not forget the dry bones. Do not forget the dry bones. And then uh, they're just like, listen, I'm really sorry about that one. Uh, that was fucked up. And Six is like, no, I don't really care. Um, so he's like, all right. <laughs> fine. Now, <laughs> you'll find that the next revolutionary is a different kind of person altogether. And it is um, it is Leo McKern's number two. Yeah. He's um, back he, to life, baby. He comes back to life. Uh, the machine comes off his face. He just has a little mustache now. Uh, he's looking like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he. I uh, honestly thought that he was going to be played by a whole different actor, and so <laughs> at this point, I was like, oh, "Okay, like he doesn't look cool, but like at yeah. least we get this guy still." Right. Yeah. At least we still get Leo McCurtain because he's killer. Yeah. yeah. And he gets to um, go back to like just doing nonstop belly laughs. Yes, he's back to belly laughs, but he's yeah, looking around the room. They're playing his laugh. On a loop from like his first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And like the one from the title sequence. Yes. And everyone else is like imitating his laugh. And he's just kind of like walking around. It's a very surreal scene. Yeah, yeah. he gets up, he's like feeling his face because everything's changed. Um and he like raises his hand and everybody stops, and then he's like, I feel like a new man, and then he starts laughing again. Um, and the, I, I kind of forget what the deal is with him. His deal uh, is that and his he, whole sentence after confronting number six is like, fuck, I should have been number six. Like, I am ashamed of myself for letting you people break me. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's like, damn, like after doing that whole therapy thing, I found out that I should have resigned. Yeah. Um, so but I think at the beginning he doesn't realize that he's in the um, council meeting thing and he right. has like kind of picked up where he left off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. we solved it. We figured it out. We're together now. Um, and then he turns around and he's like, oh, wait, you're in the chair and I got new allegiances. I guess that's yeah. the price of fame and failure. The yeah. he, he like talks to the butler like oh my trusty companion you know my loyal friend and then he like he's like come on let's let's yeah. bounce and the butler stays with number six and he's like oh, I yeah yeah I see <laughs> um but he walks up to where the president is and he like addresses the 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 crowd um and he's like listen it's been my lot in the past to wield a not inconsiderable power you know. Uh, I, I've had the ear of many statesmen, kings, princes of many lands, uh, and that's why y'all went after me. Uh, that's that's why I'm here now. Um, and 
this community found a use for me, and I am deeply ashamed that I let myself be taken in by it. Yeah. Um, sorry, I know that's what you just said, but I am watching it now. now right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm saying all of it. You're fine. Um, and he's like, and it's deplorable that I resisted for, like, so little time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I am absolutely disgusted. Yeah. And then his speech gets, like, interrupted by his death playing on the projector screen, and he just starts freaking out, like, how the fuck did you people kill me? Like, nothing happened. Did you poison my drink? What the fuck did you do? Yeah, and then he's like, and you couldn't even let me die? Like, and you brought me back to do this? Yeah. Like, you brought me back to put me on trial after I had already failed you? Yeah. Yeah, like, it, uh, it just, which, like, yeah, in making him matter and matter. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think at this point, the president is talking about, like, yeah, this is the second revolt by the man who has been with us so long um, and now finds it repellent. Yeah, like, it, it's the institutional revolt. The guy who has been on the inside, who's been complicit in everything, and then suddenly grows a conscience. Yes. Number and, like, six, this basically. Is, yes, and this is, like, exactly what number six was, right? Like, this right. is, if he was here on trial, this would be his trial. Right. Um, yeah, so, um, they... Um, like, look at the screen, and they look back to six, and the, he goes like, all right, I'm going to stare at number one for a while then. And he's like, hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You're not going to want to do it. That will yeah, kill c- you. And he's like, I'm fucking already dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm already dead. Doesn't matter. And, like, numbers, yeah, because number six asks, like, you know, have you ever seen number one? And Leo's like, no, like, you know, face to face. He's never looked me in the eye. Yeah. And then, like he, yeah. like, he looks over at number one, and number one's big robot eyes shuts. He's like, look at me! Yeah. He Whoever ends up, you like, are. Yeah, he, like, number, the number one eye starts, like, freaking the fuck out, and number, and Leo, like, fucking spits in it. Yeah. Yes. It's good. It's very good. Yep. And then um, everybody, he, the soldiers, like, grab him and declare him guilty. Yes. You know, if I'll die, I'll die with my, with my own... Like self, he takes off his badge and then he gets taken off. Yeah, yeah. Um, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are about to like put him in the jail thing, and he's like, "No, I'll get in myself. I'll fucking do it. I don't care." Uh, and then they put him in there, and he starts laughing, and he's lowered back down to wherever uh, the kid went. And then right before he goes down, he's just be seeing you. Yeah, uh, and then he's so gone. good. It's so, so good. good. Uh, I just want to say this hydraulic lift thing looks like it sucks to be on. Oh yeah, it doesn't look like a good. It time. moves in a really herky jerky way. I'm just imagining that metal brace digging into your ribs when it like jerks yep. up and down. Yeah, it, it is constantly like spewing like fog or what I have learned is partly dry ice, and that has to suck. Yeah. Oh yeah, it has to be right. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely something that they could not do nowadays. Right. Uh, so yeah, then the president kind of leads into the final uh, thing, the final order of business. He's like, all right, we've seen these two forms of revolt, this directionless, useless youth revolt that we need to ignore and stamp out, and this like institutional revolt from a guy who's like suddenly like, tried to bite the hand that feeds him. That's yeah, unacceptable. This sad, yeah, this sad, pathetic revolt of a man who's been with us for so long. Yeah. Um, and he's like, but, you know, we have with us a revolutionary of a uh, different caliber. And they show them, like, 
putting uh, or taking off the for sale sign on Six's house. Yeah. Uh, his car pulling back up, um, and they say he has revolted, held fast for all this time, uh, and he has yet to be broken. He's overcome coercion, destroyed our resistance to him. Uh, and he has earned the right to be a person, an individual. And um, I feel like you, an important part of this is they're also very much kind of subtly rewriting what Six has done this whole show because they're making it out that, like, oh, no, his whole thing is that he has just quietly revolted and in, internally stayed true to himself when, like, no, he fucking hasn't. He's tried to, like, incite violence in the village. He's tried to kill all these people. But, like, that's not the stuff they want to recognize. So we're just cutting that no. out. No. We're talking about the stuff that we want to talk about. We're saying, you know what? On the inside, you can be you as long as you do what we fucking tell you to. Like, as long as you're still maintaining the status quo. Yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, so here's your options. You can lead mm-hmm. us now or you can leave. Like, we will let you go. Here is a passport. Here is money for every country on Earth. Uh and, you know, here's a, a... We bring it out in a nice box for you. Uh, we got your house back. Uh, you'll probably love that. We got your car. I know you love that car. Uh, Traveler's Chucks. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, okay. just some, some spare change to, you know, walk around money. Yeah. $10,000 check to Oreos. <laughs> yeah, just um, a big old bag of coins. Yep. Which Six does um, take and stuff them all in his pocket. Yes. Well, he. Well, Six asks, like, why? And they're like, well, your revolt is just. You're the only individual. We need you. Um, and he's like, okay, I see. Um, and they're, they're like, sucking him off. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're yeah. the best. We do want you to lead us very dearly. Um, we concede. I'm leaving the podium. Come take the podium. See if yeah. I care. Yeah, and number six just keeps asking why. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, should I? You must. You're the greatest. Um, You're the only individual. Yeah, and you should go make a true statement. Could only be the one you've made from the podium that I have just evacuated. Uh, and we we would like you to do that. So he gets up and he's like, "Fuck, I love talking to people. That is true. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is that is true." Like he's definitely, no matter what happened from here on, he was gonna walk out that door with both middle fingers held high. But he was yep. looking forward to giving this speech first. Yep. Uh, yeah. He takes the passport. Like he takes all the stuff as if he's going to leave. Yeah. Everybody starts clapping for him. Uh, he puts it like on his in his jacket pocket. You know, he's taking the money, taking the keys. Um, and then he makes his way to the podium. He's like waving to the crowd behind him a little bit. Um, and he pockets all his cool coins. So yeah, yeah, it's a good weight. And then he begs the gavel. Um, and then he says, I, and then everybody in the crowd just starts yelling. I, 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 yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay. Hang on a fucking minute. And he bangs the gavel again and he makes an eye like, okay. I love when he turns to look at them like, all right, you guys, but for real this time. For real. He, I'm going to start he talking. He's basically doing what I did at the beginning of this podcast. Literally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was what we were doing. I mean, I, I know, but, like, even, like, just the, like, okay, I know that Luke is going to say it now, but. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're going to do it. And just, he keeps trying to say, I feel, and, yeah, they cut him off at I and just start chanting I. And the, 
again, subtitles in this are, like, real wonky. Yeah. Uh, but they are specifically saying, like, I like a, like, vote. Like, A-Y-E. That's what the subtitles say. I always took it as they were just, like, repeating the word I. No. Yeah, I think they it's are all about how him. he's an individualist and they're absorbing the individualism into, like, their system. Yeah, yes. I also saw it as, uh, like, that they are so, they cannot think of the word I. Uh-huh. Uh, and they are only thinking of it as agreement of the whole. Sure. Yeah, maybe. I I I think you guys like if again it's hard to say like if, if what neither of us are right because there's no right answers. Right. But yeah. I I think your guys make explanation makes a bit more sense. I I think they both work. Yeah. But yeah, you also um, you just keep getting cuts to the president who's just like glaring at him like yeah motherfucker guess what. And then he starts trying to give the speech, like, in defiance of everybody talking around him. And yeah. you can't hear him, but you can see him getting angrier and angrier. Um, and he's just trying to give the speech that was requested of him. Um, and the president just is just staring daggers at him this whole time. Yeah. And at, as the speech ends, uh, the judge is like, good speech. Yeah. yeah Great. And then everybody is a hip, hip, hooray. Um, and he says, listen, on behalf of us all, we thank you. You are free to go. That's all we wanted. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, are you prepared to meet number one? And he's like, uh, oh, right. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that is yeah, what I came here to do. That's why I asked at the beginning of the last episode, but I've kind of <laughs> forgotten it. You can it's understand yeah. why. <laughs> We've done a lot. Um, yeah. So um, they walk towards um, the other side of the room where the hydraulics are, um, and he's like, all right, get on the fucking elevator, idiot. You're going in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes the other one that's not the jail one. Um, and he goes down, um, and once he gets down there, he goes up a hallway, uh, and we can see uh, 48 and 2 in individual cells. Uh, 48's still singing. Uh, 2 is just laughing in there. Um, and the butler's down here as well. Um, yeah, and he goes up into the number one room. Yep, goes into the room, um, and there's just a bunch of globes on a table. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- this this is, is the same room from the the last episode we watched with the with the control room yeah. for the yes. big lighthouse tower. Yeah, yeah. Um, but number one is just standing there. His face is lowered. The hood is covering him. Um, and Six walks up to him. And he um, offers and we him a Fushigi the, ball. He offers him a Fushigi ball. Um, and yeah, we see the clip of Six. in these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> we see Six's, the clip from the first episode where he will not be pushed, filed, briefed, indexed, stamped, uh, etc. Yeah. Um, and so Six, like, looks at the globe and takes it, the Fushigi ball, excuse me. Yeah. yeah and, and takes it from... Uh, number uh, one, and number one, like outstretches his arms, right? And that's when we see like there's a giant like number one on his like chest. Yeah, and inside the Fushigi yeah. ball, it's just the clip at the end of every episode where his like face gets slammed in bars over and yep. over again, looping. Yes, yep. and then um, six like lets it drop. He takes the mask off of one. <laughs> Um, and underneath it is a uh, mask of a monkey. Yeah, yeah and, like you're ape? hearing just the word "I" over and over again. It's like "I, I, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah," and it turns into like a monkey sound. 
Yeah. Yes. And, and then I, he I, rips that mask off of him, and it's Patrick McGowan. Yes. <laughs> I, I told Luke uh, that I had seen this monkey mask before. That was where... That's the oh, only okay. thing I remembered of this ending. And as he got to the monkey mask, I, I like, instantly went, oh, it's going to be Patrick McGowan. And, like, I, like that... Like, it activated that part of, like, my brain that had seen it, like, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, cackling, and Six is laughing, and they're chasing each other around the room. Um, and, like, there's some wild music playing. Um, and everything's fucked up now. They're making like, weird faces directly into the camera. Yes. Yes. Um, and one goes up a chute to escape, and then he closes the, um, thing, and he locks him in there. Yeah. Um, and then the eye on the number one robot closes, and then the, we see the president sitting next to it on the special boy chair, um, and he's just sitting there like, all right, this is taking a while. So how much it's do like we want to, like, try to unpack this scene? <laughs> or do we just want to let it pass by us as a ship in the night? I, I'll, I will describe what is happening uh, for this part. Oh, I just um, mean the fact that, like, goes Patrick down... McGowan is number one. Oh, yeah, but... <sighs> What can we say? There's obviously this is what was coming. Uh, there was never going to be a number one. Right. It's just some dude wearing a robe that says number one. Whoever puts it on that day gets to be number one. Yeah. You uh you you messaged me a few weeks back and you're like, oh number one is just the society or whatever, and you're like, I'm only half kidding, and like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Number uh, yeah, I, I I believe that someone asked the question of. Uh, is number one the first we made along the way? <laughs> and no, it's I, not because number six made no friends. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that number it number one is the enemies we made along the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, 100%. If I'm trying to like dissect this and pull more meaning out of it than just what's right there, like if number one is like the villain behind this entire thing, he's the reason that Patrick McGowan that number six is like imprisoned. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you're you're really imprisoned by yourself, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. And I think you could kind of read into this that Patrick McGowan's a little bit of an asshole. Yes. Well, Maybe a little. I don't know because I almost take this as like an acknowledgement that number six isn't a great guy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think he needed somebody behind that mask. He's like, fuck it, me. I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. I. There's, there's, I mean, like, obviously this is not a perfect, like, piece of media or right, whatever. No. I don't know. Well, because there's also two different, I think you're right. like, I think ways I may to be, talk like, about reaching. this. Because in one hand, this is a script he wrote the night before they had to shoot it because he had to end his TV show. That's true. But also, like, it's here and it's done and, like, it is what it is and you can, like, try to suss out what it means or not. Yeah, and I I don't think he's that much of an asshole. I think there's like some of that in there, yeah. especially with like episodes like the general. It's like okay, bud. Yes. Um, yeah. We we've talked about like previously how like as much as we love number six and Patrick McGowan, uh, right. like from his acting, yeah, that yeah, he yeah. does seem at some points kind of like a individualist asshole. He well yeah right. he, he doesn't realize that he is also this crowd of old men. <laughs> That's true. Well, but doesn't he, though? Because, like, number one is wearing the same cloak as the crowd of old men, and he's number one. I I think if you read into it really hard, that's the case, but I don't know if I buy it. That's fair. I just see it as, like, like yeah, That seems like a stretched like, case. Like, number one is a gorilla that says the word I over and over again, you know? 
Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it it also didn't like seem to me like he was the one saying I. Sure. But also, like like it just seemed like the same audio. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think you're also probably right. I think I think there is some of that in there. I don't know how much I want to ascribe to it. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. There seems like some of this might have been a little bit of an accident. That is totally fair. Like it's just I like the show and I'd rather come away with a reading of it that I like. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I get where you're coming from and I get wanting it to be that. And like I don't I don't think it's not that, but right. I think maybe he accidentally got there. I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I I think that number 6 explicitly like saving the other two people and the butler yeah yeah like right like we're about to do yeah like uh the butler fucking rules in the sequence yes he just Um, uh but i was just gonna say that like that is in some ways like he is not just doing that for himself like any times that he has previously escaped yes uh with other people the other people are just like he needs them for the plan to work Yes. This time he could have just shot his way out and ran, or just taken the deal and left. Yes. And this time he goes out of his way to help other people. And that's the escape attempt that works. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Um, It's also funny, though, because he's just fighting people, and it's the butler who lets everyone else out. That is true. (laughs) That doesn't really do much. But I also thought that... uh, Well, there's also the level to it where he could have been like, all right, you fuckers stay here because I'm not taking you with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say that, like, I, I thought he, like, had told the butler, like, all right, I'm going to hand you this fire extinguisher. You go get the. Maybe. I don't know. It, yeah. Again, I think it's hard it's, to say. Th- yeah. Like, this uh, whole the butler thing. never talks. And Patrick McGowan barely talks in this episode. They, like, share a look real quick and then start taking everybody out. Yeah. Um. So it turns out number one is a giant rocket. And he's yes. going to fire it off into space. Yes. Or to wherever the fuck it's going to land. Right. Um, and there's a bunch of organ music playing and they are injecting fuel into this thing um and then patrick guin presses the countdown button because this is the same panel as the last episode with the lighthouse yeah that was a rocket um but the other red phone is in here which i do like i do like that they put it in there yeah i guess there's a few red phones but i think they all connect to that one right um but uh, president realizes what's going on is like oh fuck contact everybody we gotta we're gonna have to fight our way out of this one yep Big and then all fight. you need is love starts blaring again, and they all come out guns blazing and just start murdering all of these fucking Nazis. Yep. Yep, and th- yeah, this is a perfect explanation of, like, no, not, n- you don't only need love, dog. Right. <laughs> it you is, need to, oh, go ahead. Y- you need to fucking take action sometimes. Yeah, I think the middle chunk of this episode, we've talked about it, it gets... Sometimes kind of up its own ass, kind of weird for weird's sake. It's hard to even suss out what they're trying to say because it's so ridiculous. From this moment on, I think this is just mwah, chef's kiss perfect. <laughs> yeah, like this I, is some primo shit. I think that I agree, you know, like was when I was first re- like thinking about this, I was like, I re- I still and even now I still like the previous episode more. That's I think just I like, do too. Yeah, more my, like, appeals to a lot of the things that I like. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, this middle part drags, but there's such good stuff at the back end and the front end of this. And even in yes. the middle stuff that, like, 
I was still really happy. <laughs> if he had written yeah. this, say, three days before they had to shoot it and had time to edit it, I think this would be a perfect ending. Yeah, it might be an absolute masterpiece at that point. It just yes. needed a little bit more time in the oven. Just need a it's, little bit more time to percolate. It's very um, funny to me how uh, both of, like, you know, we talked about Evangelion, like, how both of them were... I, I think in the, uh, the end of the Evangelion TV show is less thrown together than this is. Yeah, well, also, that wasn't, like, lack of planning. That was lack of money. Yeah, like, but also, I, I think it's important to state that, like, they... There was, like, a lot that they were still going to do no matter what. Like, that was the right. plan from the beginning. They just yeah. was animated less. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, like, even though, again, he wrote this the night before they shot it, I imagine at least a lot of these scenes he had floating in his mind this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not... This is not from the ether. This is, like, there was there always going to be a weird here. trial with a bunch of fucking robed clansmen or fucking whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, the identity so, of number one was always going to be d- just not matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, the boys escape by getting in the modular uh, kitchen room. Yeah. And the butler drives them out on a truck. How ironic. Yeah. They escape in a jail. Mm, mm, makes you think. think about. <laughs> makes you think. Um, everybody evacuates the village in a million different helicopters that take off. They show, like, some rocket launch footage. Yeah. Um, it, it is the like, the Apollo launch footage. Yes. Yeah. It's very uh, funny to me that there have been, like, 50 helicopters in the village this whole time. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. And th- that is definitely, like, very early special effects stuff. Like, it oh, is... Oh, yeah. yeah. They have stitched that together from, like, the, you know, 20 helicopters that, like, they filmed over the course of this entire thing. Right. And then Rover sings us a song. I, 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 I like you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I have a, a bit of behind-the-scenes info I was sent. Oh. Uh, because uh, our uh, apartment mate, apartment building mate, uh, yeah. friend, Rachel, uh, she has a book all about the prisoner. Uh-huh. Uh, and... Um, one of the actors in it was just, I think it's, uh, Alexis Canner, who I think is the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just fucking exhausted, because he's doing, like, a lot of running around and stuff. Sure. Uh, and he, like, asked, uh, for a drink, and they got him a cup of tea, because England. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh he's like... No, it's too fucking hot. Like, I need something, like, cooler. Uh, and he, they put cognac in it, and he's like, no, nah, it's still cooler. And he, kind of as a joke and kind of not, put a, a cube of dry ice in there. Uh-huh. And it started bubbling up and being, like, super weird and, like, just looked evil. Yeah. And oh, and that's sh- what they filmed for this? Yeah, he showed Patrick McGoo, and Patrick McGoo was like, yeah, that's it. That's the uh, <laughs> Death of Rover. And... Then they had to go to, like, the special effects department and, like, figure out, like, the exact mixture that they put together to make that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, they drive out there. They torture some old man on the highway because they're all dancing inside this jail thing. A torture is um, a strong word. It's more just, like, the <laughs> kids. Yeah, you know. Well, all three of them are doing it. Yeah. No, yeah. This old, like, the most generic British old gentleman is driving down the street 
and he turns the radio on and Dem Bones is playing as he drives past them and it's just the most fucking like he looks over at them doing a choreographed dance number and like his monocle pops out yes yep. uh, he, they let the he, kid off in the middle of the highway yeah like he's driving like one of those like old fashioned like uh, British cars yeah yes. this guy just got done asking somebody for some grape Poupon. yes <laughs> um I there is a car that is like that make and model that drives around Seattle and has like a license plate that says like England or something. Yeah. God. And I just imagine that this is the dude driving it. It's that guy. <laughs> I just I love them dancing. Like it is silly and makes no sense, but they're so happy and I love it. Yeah, they yeah. they've escaped the village. Yeah. Um so uh they eventually get like stopped by a police officer because they got a weird fucking jail car. Yeah. Uh, and the butler gets on they're talking for a bit and then six um, um watches two go to a big building, which I think was a parliament building or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh well first they let off yeah, they, they let off the kid in uh just on the highway. Yeah. Just on the highway. He starts uh hitchhiking. Right. Um and as number two's walking, as the old number two's walking away, the chimes of Big Ben play, and I'm like, ah, I see. <laughs> yes. I didn't catch that, but you're totally right. Uh, and number six starts talking to the cop about, like, and we just are, like, focusing on, like, the butler, like, watching him, like, from the distance. And yeah. I, number six is doing, like, a lot of, like, miming and... <laughs> Yeah. Like, big body language, and I so desperately want to know what the fuck he's saying. That prisoner website has theories. Oh, God. No, it kind I don't. of looks like he was just explaining, like, what just happened, because yeah. he's, like, down low, and he starts um, miming, like, a, holding that gun, and right. then he, like, makes a motion like there's a rocket. I yeah, think he's yeah, just yeah. explaining what the fuck he just went through, and he's like, and if you want to confirm that, go ask my friend who just walked into Parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, and the Dembo like, well, slowly fades in again as him and the butler walk off. They fucking book it. Yeah. They they go to a uh, double-decker, much like this double-decker episode. Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they do catch it while All You Need Is Love starts playing. Uh, we have the fucking... Almost a Where Are They Now, but it's yeah. just credits. Uh-huh. Uh, as this kid runs across the highway, looking for basically anyone to pick him up to go anywhere. He, he doesn't at, care where. He's just here to party. Yeah. At this, at this point, I do feel like he was like, maybe should have waited to London. Maybe should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, if six you goes back If to you'd only place. seen this credit sequence and not the show, you would think these are the main characters of the show. Yeah. Because yeah, like, like, they're doing like big, like, you know, like this, you know, Played by this actor. Right. Yeah, so Six gets in his car, um, and he, like, revs the engine. He takes off. Um, The door to his house opens automatically for the butler. Yep. Extremely good. Yeah, it closes automatically again, because you can never really leave the village. Well, so he starts driving off. Um, and like we he, we see him in traffic, the prisoner is at the bottom. It says the prisoner at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, Leo McKern and all that. But then the last shot is the opening shot. Yes, which mm-hmm. makes me think that he quit the village. <laughs> <laughs> I hmm. almost think this is a cycle. 
I can see that. I just took it as like, ah, oh, now I'm back where I'm meant to be on this highway during a thunderstorm. Yeah, kind yeah. of. But it also just makes me think that he's gonna do the same thing again. I can see that because again, like yeah. with the door, it's very much yes. Let's... With the door, like this is still a village door. We've known for like more than half the series, the village is unescapable. It's the whole fucking world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's that was my thing. I was like, it was he did he quit the village like a dipshit and then get sent back to the village? Like, is that what this whole thing was? I, I you could take it that way. Yeah. You also, could. I don't know uh, if it, I don't know if it's the case. Yeah. It's just a thought I had when I was watching. No, it for sure. Weird. Uh, the address on his door is number one. <laughs> Great. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm Asshole. curious if you go back to like the title sequence, if it's always been number one. I don't know. I remember I've seen the theory of Oh, they've been telling you who number one is the whole time in the opening when he goes, who is number one? And number two goes, you are number six. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I buy into that. I don't, I don't buy it at all. I don't think I, I can understand, like, why someone would say that, though. Like, that is... Yep. I mean, yeah, you can totally put a comma there and make a new sentence. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, out of all of the, like... Like, you know, the fucking, like, oh, it's the moon theory and shit. Right. Yeah, no, that was me being, like, way snarkier than I meant. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's The Prisoner. What that a is the fucking prisoner. incredible um, this show. This episode came out, and Patrick McGowan had to flee the country because people kept coming to his house to harass him about what the fuck they made him watch. Shout mm. out to him. <laughs> And according to him, he's happy it made everybody angry, because that means they're thinking, and that's what's really important. God, shut the fuck up. See, that's, that's how you know he's an asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and there there have been, like, reports of they're going to try to do, like, a prisoner's, like, quasi-sequel. Huh. Um, where... They've done, uh, like, a comic book sequel and a novel sequel. Hmm. And in both of those, uh, the way they get around this episode is they say that it was a drug-induced hallucination and didn't actually happen. Nah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? No, if you want to write a sequel to it, write a fucking sequel to it. Just write a sequel. Uh, here's what I will say. Um, after watching the whole thing, the fucking watch order's a scam. Not absolutely, <laughs> completely unnecessary. Does not need to happen. Fools, all of you fools. Um, like I, I don't. You can't change what just happened. No, with, you definitely can't. That. I, I basically agree with you, especially in the sense of like, don't fucking like just let people watch the show. I think it can be a fun exercise to try to like resequence stuff like that. Sure, if you want to like do a different thing on a rewatch, yeah, yes. totally. That's different. But, like, the idea that, like, okay, watch it in this order when you're watching it, because that makes it better. Like, no! I I, I always feel like when people do this, they're, like, coming in with knowledge that... Right. Um, but, yeah, the uh, none of the sequel ideas starred number six or Patrick McGowan. They'd be no. written by him, uh, but not... Uh, you know, starring him, and one of them was starring uh, the kid and the butler. Yeah, and like I think another one starred of, Leo McKern. Yeah, as like kind of a fugitive thing. Right. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, like it was definitely going to be like less villagey, 
It was right. still going to be yeah. like taking place after. You can't the do the finale. village again. Yeah. As they have proven, they have already <laughs> gone through every idea with the village right. and then some. They uh, when fucking what what AMC that uh, when they tr- did their prisoner reboot, they wanted to get Patrick McGowan involved, and he was like. I'll do it if I can play number two, but otherwise I really don't care. And they're like, no, we're getting Ian McKellen to be number two. I mean, like, Ian McKellen's number two, Ian but, like, McKellen number two sounds pretty Ian McKellen's number two is the best part of that show, no question. I, yeah. But I, I, also, Patrick McGowan number two would rule. Yeah. I kind of want to at least, like, look up what happens in that show just to, like, see, because I know it can't be as good as this. Yeah, it, there's no way. Yeah, like I said, the plot twist of that one is that the village is like the Matrix for people in comas, and Ian McKellen is like a doctor trying to save his wife. Mm-hmm. And I, uh. I don't really know what happens other than just the basic plot of it. Yeah. Because I watched one episode of it and got bored. <laughs> yep. Um, Please look at this tweet. Our our vi- this video edit our friend Crass Pants made. Oh hell yeah! What do we got? <laughs> Great. Great. Thank you, Crass Pants, for setting the scene where six drinks all the drinks two shots. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Ashley, do we have questions about this up ep- these these episodes? Yeah, I. Just straight up gave up on trying to come up with, like, different... (laughs) Subjects. Uh, Yeah. And just said, hey, ask us about the prisoner. Uh, From friend of the show, Crass Pants, uh, how would you break number six? Hmm. And I I think it... I think we've answered this, and I said I simply could not. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it has been shown that it cannot. They I think what they did here is a very good idea. That's as good as you get. Yeah, honestly, yeah. this would be my plan. Yeah. This is kind of your uh a version of your um just film full rule of people a room of people saying uh that breathing is sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Breathing is good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, from at uh, Smoothie2D, thanks for getting me obsessed with a show from the 1960s with only 17 episodes. You're very anyway, welcome. What series have uh, you seen that had the most surprising batch of endings? Uh, do you like those kind of endings? I know the answer for Luke, if, oh, or at yeah. least for the second one. And, like, probably Evangelion for me also. Yeah, Eva's up there. I'm trying to think of another one that goes, like, this nutty. Like the first, the first one that jumps to mind for me is MGS two, but like this is less coherent than Metal Gear Solid two. Yes, uh, uh, I think that this kind of ending is good, but you have to earn it. Agreed. Yes. Like you can't just do this for funsies. Oh, uh, Twin Peaks has an ending that is similar to this in some ways, and not at all similar to it in many others. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I I actually it's not anywhere close to this, but like the ending of Adventure Time is actually like pretty good in this kind of way of like oh like we're just gonna do something totally different now and it's like going through the same themes but sure uh oh fucking <laughs> the end of Mystery Inc is pretty out there yeah that yeah. <laughs> 
God, Mystery Inc.'s a good show. Watch Mystery, Mystery Inc.'s a good show. I don't know, uh, I haven't seen this show in a while. It might, for all I know, it's worse than I remember it being. I, I have seen some episodes recent enough that I feel confident about it. Yeah. Uh, you just don't expect a Scooby-Doo show to do the things that that show did. Yes! <laughs> uh, uh, Mood Rules asked us about um, the... Well, told us about the uh, Leo McKernan story, about how he yeah. either had a panic attack or a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for informing about that, because it, it is, I think... Uh, uh, Interesting information. It is. Uh, from Matt Rush of Nowhere, uh, they thank us for the podcasts. Uh, was the real prisoner the friends we made along the way? And did that horny marathon employee time travel just to write Patty McGoo and mental regression into an episode? <laughs> yes. Well, if the ma- marathon employee is Patrick McGowan, yes. <laughs> Fuck, what if Patrick McGowan is the mastermind behind Totally Spice? Oh, no! <laughs> Man. No, that whips. <laughs> um huh, yeah and they also say also I really like that the security council member was late to the trial and had to awkwardly get into a seat in the middle of the whole thing <laughs> that is good uh, had everything not gone wrong I bet everyone would be talking about him at the water cooler that's so true <laughs> so true and just the image of these guys still in their fucking cult robes yeah, <laughs> right the water, water cooler. cooler. It's still like it's, it's very funny to me. It's good. Uh, from that tabletop camera, I know Ashley said she'd fold like instantly, but on uh, one day when you all decide to resign from podcasting and you're taken to the village, will you try to resist integrating or will you accept your fate? Hmm. I'm gonna resist until they make it horny. <laughs> That's all they gotta do to get you. That's all they gotta do. I I feel like I would be. Uh, the number two in this is that, like, later on in my life, I'll be like, I, I was a fool to not resist. <laughs> right, right. I, now I'm just also imagining a village but for podcasters. Oh, God. And that sounds like hell. Yes, That's it does. Actual hell. And the number two is just a different... Uh, a different McElroy brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, notable podcaster, but there is definitely one episode played by Chavels McElroy. Who are you? The new McElroy. <laughs> God. Oh. How, how about you, Luke? How how long would you? I feel like I would try, and I would be very confident that I could totally number six it, and I'd be broken within like a week. Yeah. Yeah, it do be like that. Uh, they would like hypnotize you to think that you're small, and you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, do you have anything where, like, you've never tried this and it's a, like, very, like, painful or difficult thing, but some part of you is like, yeah, I could do that probably, and you're never gonna find out. Yeah, I, yes, yes, a hundred percent. I think a lot about that with, like, wrestling moves. Yeah. Where it's like, I could probably take that, like, I would probably be, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> this is gonna paint me as a piece of shit. <laughs> My, this Wonderful. has always been... Listen, I totally understand uh, why people say this, and I believe that for most people, certainly solitary confinement would be torture, but I think I could handle it. You, Luke, you said this? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dipshit, Molly. 
Yeah, that's true. I know full well that if I actually got put in solitary confinement, within like five hours, I'd be broken. Yeah. But until Uh, that happens, I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna delude myself into thinking I can handle it. Also, so... I like being alone. I like alone time. Luke, you could do very well on the show Solitary. Oh yeah, I'd kick ass in Solitary. <laughs> I, I think sure we're the only people still mentioning that show in 2020. 100%, yes. Um, that's One day we'll question. cover Solitary on this podcast. God, no. <laughs> no. I honestly think that, that it would be not good. No, it'd be a terrible podcast. Uh, but that's the only thing we have questions... Okay. Uh, I have written my list up. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, do you want right, to go first, Ashley? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have Molly go last so she can get some time to. Yeah, that works. Uh, number one with a bullet, many happy returns. Okay. Uh, number two, once upon a time. Okay. Uh, number three, the schizoid man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, for the girl who is death. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, five, Hammer into Anvil. Uh, six, Chimes of Big Ben, a Big Billy. <laughs> yes. Seven, Fallout. Okay. Eight, A, B, and C. All right. Nine, Arrival. Okay. Uh, which I think is like, it's kind of in the middle of the pack, but just mainly because like it has to do a lot of setup. It's a good yeah, episode. I agree. But, uh, ten, Living in Harmony. 11, The General. 12, Checkmate. Uh, 13, A Change of Mind. 14, Free for All. 15, Dance of the Dead. 16, It's Your Funeral. And 17, Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. Okay, okay, yeah. I got a feeling we're all going to have the same number 17. Yeah, I I think that... That one's easy. We called it, or at least I called it, The Bad Ep. Yeah. And I did not see any... (laughs) Uh push back against anyone else no. yeah molly do you want me to go or are you good no i'm not good yet go ahead all right yeah mine is uh number 17 do not forsake me number 16 it's your funeral number 15 living in harmony number 14 the general i would say the generals where they like now these are good yeah uh sure. 13 free for all number 12 arrival Number 11, Dance of the Dead, which I think I like the best of any of us, and I still don't like it all that much. Yeah, I I put it in the not good section of my... Yeah, it gets to the okay section of mine just because I like that number two a lot. Yeah, I... Yeah, understand that, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's not It's a weak episode. Yes. Uh, Number 10, Checkmate. Number 9, The Chimes of Big Ben. Number 8, The Girl Who Was Death. Number 7, Many Happy Returns. Number six, the schizoid man. Number mm-hmm. five, a change of mind. Number four, fallout. Number three, hammer into anvil. Number two, once upon a time. Number one, A, B, and C. All right, yeah. Oh. It's just a really dreamy party. It is a really dreamy. It's it a combination a really... of that with the bit where he throws out the poison tea to drink a glass of water, but the water main is poison, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so fucking good. Like I was. But, like, trying to figure out if I like Once Upon a Time or that one better, and then I remember that scene, like, oh, no, fucking, that one wins. Uh, no, I think, I think, I think the best one is Once Upon a Time for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't, this took way longer than I thought it would, because I was looking (laughs) at the list of episodes, I couldn't remember them all. Right. 
Um, so a a quick rundown, because uh, I forgot and I was at work all day. That's fair. Um, is I, I do think Once Upon a Time is the best episode. Yeah. Um, and then uh, behind that is probably uh, A, B, and C. Uh, and then let me give you let me give you a number three at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really oh Hammer into Anvil probably. Yeah. Uh, Fallout is probably somewhere in a top five. Okay. I probably should have thought about this more. I apologize. That's fine. No, it's uh, fine. But that's like the general. Yeah, I forgive you because you basically agree with my list. <laughs> it's yeah, basically your list is about right. I think um, I don't even think I would put it's your funeral very high. Yeah, and you're you're the it's ever. your funeral defender. Uh, yeah, I still had like a good time watching it, but it's still not like a good episode of this show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, and there are definitely some where I'm like, oh, this isn't, like, a good prisoner episode, but I just enjoyed watching it. Like, Yeah, totally. Like, Living in Harmony and The Girl Who are de- who Is Death are, like, not great prisoner episodes, but I, like, have a lot of fun with them. I think Living in Harmony is kind of boring. I wish it I liked that episode boring. more than I do. It is kind of boring. I but like you know westerns what? a lot, so. Yeehaw, sure. motherfucker. <laughs> Every time I think, yeah, that was kind of boring, and then I remember, like, the horse cut out, and I was like, that. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> sequence horse? is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a great show. Excellent show. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, great uh, show. Mom, great did you time. say you like The Prisoner or Cars better? <laughs> mm, that's hard to say. <laughs> um, I will say that... Um, I came away liking Fallout after talking about it a lot more. Yeah. I, 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 it's way higher on my list than I would have put it uh, before talking to y'all about it. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to get those uh, those thoughts out with words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely don't think it's a perfect episode. It's got weird problems. It's paced badly, and sometimes that's on purpose as a joke, but sometimes it's just annoying and get on with it already. Yep. But I yeah. think at the core of it, it's a good ending. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, that that's it for The Prisoner. That's it. That's, that's it, it for The Prisoner. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as mainly Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play podcast that I GM. It's two separate games releasing on alternating weeks where we playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, an RPG me and Molly made based on Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. It's good as hell. It's fucking good. Uh, yeah, Ashley. Yeah, everyone follow Eidolon. It's very good. Uh, people should listen to Eidolon. It's probably the best podcast we're currently doing. That's I'm very not on sweet it, of but... you to say, but plug your shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I was asking you to plug your shit, not to plug mine. I just wanted to second the. But plugging. I appreciate it. Uh, I do appreciate it. You can find me at yourlaybrain with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr, and you can also find me at hyenacackle.com and at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Uh. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. Molly, where can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at your friend Molly, the E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, ideedmayo.com. Uh, on Journal Updated this weekend, where we are recording, uh, or I guess last weekend we recorded our Dishonored 2 episode. It's probably up now uh, when you're listening to this. So oh. if you want to listen to us like, gush about Dishonored 2, I gotta play uh, that. definitely do that. It's good. You should play it. Um, we haven't recorded that yet as of this recording. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, and uh, Eidolon, obviously, we're hitting a real good stride, I think. I yeah. think everybody's really found our feet. Uh, and it's it's definitely worth a listen, so please do. Um, and that's pretty much it. Tell everybody uh, about our podcast. We're going to be watching Over the Garden Wall starting next week, so get ready for five episodes of that. Yeah, um, I think I saw some people when we announced this show, like, okay, totally spies to spy kids. That makes sense. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. Then going to Cars, all right, that's different, but, like, it's an Ashley production. Of course, we're going to get to Cars eventually. And I saw like, some people that were like, what the fuck are you doing doing The Prisoner? This has nothing to do with anything. And to that, I say, leave me alone. Well, <laughs> Also, I, it's a spy show. Yeah. I had seen people, like, with Over the Garden Wall saying, like, it's... Like, each one of these had some element of spyness, like, with Cars having the yeah. second film. But, like, now you've just, like, fully gone on and, like, gone off of that. And I'm like... Yeah, this is our podcast. We can do what we want. I think what it's yeah. just turned into at this point is I think each time we're going to pick a show that at least one of us has never seen before. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's so, at least what we have on the docket so far. Wait until two years from now when I make you all watch Gundam. I'll. I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have like the big. I have the over the garden wall. Uh, big fan. <laughs> and then Luke. Ha- I've never seen it. Nope, not at all. And Molly saw it all at once long ago when, like, I first came over. <laughs> um, my memory of it is um, not ideal. Uh, it's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, I am open to liking it this time when it's not, like, 2 a.m. Now, yes. are you saying that it was a bad show or that it was a unsettling show that you didn't like to see? Uh, I was saying that I did not quite enjoy it as much as I would have liked at the time. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad show. Sure. I'm just saying you. that maybe the conditions were not ideal. Fair, yes. Fair, fair. Uh, I also say that um, to the people who have never seen Over the Corner Wall, it, in much the same way that this show is very much Luke's shit, that show is very much my shit. Yeah. It's yeah. weird animation and, like, musical <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, a show like I've wanted to get around to forever, and I just never have. So I'm excited to do it. Time to do it as an excuse. Yeah, that that's basically yep. all this whole thing is. It's just an yep. excuse for us to watch it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Until next episode. Be seeing ya. Give it to me, baby. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game.